Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. Good morning, football fans. Coming to you live from the cave. This is Straight Football Talk. I am your host, Teddy the Bear Tate. Alongside of me, of course, is my good buddy, Dallas. Big D, do close. What's up? I'm in the house again. I was in the house. Yeah, you were here leave. last night, actually. I never yeah, I never leave. <laughs> I never leave. It's a party. It's a nonstop party. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, of course, we want to let all the new listeners. We're growing more, guys. We're, we're getting bigger. Uh, so we want to let all the new listeners know that this show has a non-bias, no BS filter on the show. Uh, we will not sugarcoat our opinions, of course, Big D, but we will not allow any profanity. we got to keep it clean, guys, uh, especially if there's little kids watching. we got to keep it clean. Now, we also want you to be a part of the conversation, so please either call 718-508-9883 or Straight Football Talk Facebook page and watch our live Facebook, uh, Facebook Live video. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter where you can engage awesome Austin uh, yeah. in questions of the day. And yes. uh, get some last-minute fantasy advice, guys, because fantasy is coming. Yes, and you know what? We're all over on social media, Big we D. We're Instagram, LinkedIn. I mean, we're everywhere. And I'm glad you brought up the the uh, fantasy football thing, because guess what? We just drafted last night yes, for our did. league. Yes, we did. And guys, you should be afraid, because my team is pretty sexy. You're, you're very excited. I'm very excited. <laughs> very excited about my team. Not excited about how fast quarterbacks went in our league, but yeah. I'm very, very excited. They went pretty quick in our league. Yes, they did. All right, and then before we get started, we also want to thank everyone for their love and support. It means a lot to us. It means the world does. It is with your help that we keep growing. Uh, and guess what, guys? We're looking to give back, give back to you. Um, we're actually, I'm actually going to let this, let the cat out of the bag this, um, this episode because yeah. what's going on is we've been in talk with uh, Frickers, and if you don't know what Frickers is, it's a um, chain restaurant, sports bar actually. Sports bar, yeah. um, we will be meeting the marketing department manager of the entire company this Thursday. Uh, he is actually coming up from Dayton, Ohio, to meet us. Uh, so we're expecting big things out of Frickers. Um, it's not a guarantee yet. He wants to talk to us, get the details hashed out. But what we're planning on is putting on a special event out at Frickers. Um, we're going to have some former Buckeye players and, uh, and NFL players come into Frickers, hopefully, um, and if, when it happens, guess what, guys? We will let you know. It will be on our Facebook page. Uh, we will let you know next week um, at our next segment. We're very excited. You know, we can't be happier because the fact that we're even meeting with the the marketing department manager of all, of all Frickers is pretty cool. Yeah, well, I mean, it only takes me pulling a few teeth to get it done. Yeah. I have to go up there four or five times. Yeah, we, 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 we got out there. We got, we got it. it. it Persistent. We got the, grit. We got the, That's what we got to have. We got to yeah, go in there. I got that hustle. Maybe. Also, uh, speaking of next week, guys, um, next show, we will be going from 11 a.m. to 9 a.m., uh, and it's for the regular season, um, and it's mainly so we can get more listeners and more viewers. We know you guys have already established listening to and watching to uh, guys like um, NFL Fox, NFL Network. We want to make sure you guys get to see those their opinions, see what they have to say every week, and we want you to hear ours as well. So we're not going to try to compete with them. We want to make sure you guys get all the whoa, 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 as much okay. football as we can. Okay. What? We are going to say. Well, actually, we're not. We're not competing with them. We're better than them. Um, so, guys, listen. We're coming to you guys earlier in the day. 
because we want to get our stuff in before football starts. We know that you guys are trying to work yourselves into a into the zone, getting ready to watch your favorite teams. We want to bring you that coverage. Right, we want to bring you that coverage before the game starts, so you can be ready. Yeah, and I mean, uh, and don't forget, Ted, we got to bring them that fantasy news before the game starts. That's very Ted. true. We got to give them fantasy advice, but we also, guys, we want you to compare what we have to say to what the uh, Terry Bradshaw has to say, uh, Howie Long, those guys on NFL Fox. Um, you got guys like Ike Taylor on NFL Network. You, you've got a lot of guys out there that are giving you guys uh, fantasy football advice, football advice in general, telling you what's going on in the league. Compare us. Tell us what we what you think. We want to hear it. All right. Now, we also want to thank NFL.com and all of their writers for all their resources, NFL news, and analysis, fantasy football, you know, predictions, whatever. Even though we come up with our own opinions on each situation, whether it be uh, NFL buzz or fantasy football, we still appreciate what they have to say because it keeps us on top of things, too. So thank you, NFL.com and all their writers. Big D. We have a lot to discuss, Big D, lots to to discuss. So let's go ahead and get started. Again, guys, the link for all the cuts for each NFL team to make the 53-man roster uh, will be um, on our Facebook page, and uh, we'll we'll start posting it around for that that link. And right now what we're going to be going through is all the um, notable roster moves um, going on through the NFL. So let's start it off. The Seattle Seahawks were very active on cut-down day, and, of course, I am actually going to be quoting – um, before I even get started on this, we're, we're quoting off of NFL.com notable roster moves. So I'm just going to read it right off here, guys. Uh, that way we that way we can get through it, okay? So the Seattle Seahawks were very active on a cut, on cut down day. The team waived quarterback uh, Trevon Boykin, running back Alex Collins, running back Mike Davis, uh, promising wideout Kaysen Williams. They also cut uh, veteran linebacker Mike Morgan, fullback Mar- Marcel Reese, and defensive tackle uh, Atiba Rubin. Um, with Boykin out, that leaves Austin Davis as the backup quarterback in Seattle. Uh, Indianapolis Colts traded wide receiver Philip Dorsett to the New England Patriots for quarterback Jacoby Brissett. So, this is big news, very big news. Um, Patriots get a nice speedy wide receiver. Um, Colts get a back, uh, solid backup quarterback. And Ted, yeah. also, we missed if I didn't mention the fact that the Seattle Seahawks traded yet another one of their corners, Tremaine mm-hmm. Brock, to yeah. the Minnesota Vikings, right. conditional pick. So right. they've done a lot of house clearing. Oh yeah, a lot of a lot of teams have. Uh, the Colts have parted away with linebackers Akeem Ayers, Sean Spence, play safety Clayton Gathers mm-hmm. on uh, PUP list. Uh, the Carolina Panthers have cut Andy Lee in our field and trades for veteran kicker Graham Gano. Uh, the Panthers acquired Lee in a trade with the Cleveland uh, Browns in 2016, which they sent a they sent the Browns a 2018 fourth round pick. So that's coming up. Um, you know. They traded a fourth-round pick for a punter. That's yeah, an interesting decision, but Very interesting. Uh, obviously it was a couple years for a couple years later. But still, that's a little peculiar. Yeah, next one, pretty pretty surprising. Uh, Carolina also cut quarterbacks Joe Webb and Garrett Gilbert. Um, you got to make the three-man roster. Oh, I'm talking about oh the box. Yeah, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers waived running back Jeremy McNichols, fifth-round draft pick. Um, the Bucks drafted McNichols. Um, in the fifth round, we just said that. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bucks also waived uh, injured backup quarterback Sifu uh, Liu Fao. The yeah. By the way, Sifu, uh, we wish you a speedy recovery, man. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, you'll end up on a roster. He's, he's, he's got he's got some talent. There. Oh yeah. So it's a shame to see a guy go down, especially in the preseason. Any of these guys that we talk about that get injured, we want you guys to have a speedy recovery. We want to see you on uh, on NFL game day on Sundays. Um, 
I believe our good buddy Awesome Awesome Thomas has called in. Go ahead and you go ahead and answer the call for Mr. Awesome. Oh. Awesome Awesome, what's up, buddy? What's up, guys? How are you today? Just going. You doing good? Just going through the notable roster moves real fast. You can just hold on for one second, big guy. All right. Uh, the Chicago Bears officially cut kicker Roberto Aguayo. Uh, he was a second-round draft pick for the Buccaneers a couple years back. Wide receiver Tanner Gentry and defensive lineman Jay Howard. Chicago also wavered, or waived injured quarterback Connor Shaw. Again, wish him a speedy recovery. Uh, and an unexpected move, the Bears moved linebacker Pernell McPhee to the uh, PUP list. Uh, from the PUP list to the active roster. Excuse me. Uh, the Denver Broncos announced Saturday night that they have agreed to terms with former Texans and Browns quarterback and Broncos quarterback <laughs> uh, Brock Osweiler. So Brock, Brock, yeah. Brock goes from Denver to to, to Houston to to Cleveland. Listen, he's back, and then he's back to Denver. He's back in Denver, and he's ready to be Brock. Listen, uh, he's getting the bare minimum seven seventy five. Seven hundred seventy-five thousand, yeah, yeah. Okay. seven hundred seventy-five thousand for the year. But uh, one thing is uh, pretty, pretty uh, noticeable too, Ted. Mm-hmm. He's still going to make that fifteen point two two five mil from the Browns. From the Browns, yeah. Uh, he's been brought on in an advisory position for Trevor Simeon. Okay. So we'll see what happens with that. But if uh, Simeon Simeon doesn't uh, perform this year, Brock will be right back well, in there. I think. And with Paxton Lynch being out for several weeks, I think mm-hmm. it's a smart move. Bring a guy. It may, it may not be the same scheme that he had. Uh, back a couple years but ago, he knows the person but, he, but he knows the personnel exactly. So I mean, it's a smart move for them. They're not going to be paying him a, a buttload of money. Uh, great move for them. And let's be clear, Brock Osweiler is not a bad quarterback. He's not a bad quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. <laughs> he's just but mediocre. He's not, he's not a bad quarterback. Uh, Denver also released former Pro Bowl safety T.J. Ward, um, and Denver also cut running back Stephen Ridley. And Jawan Thompson. And listen, baby, TJ Ward did not have to wait long for somebody to come. Not because the Buccaneers were five years or five million dollar one year deal, so he did not have to wait long at all to be signed. And that's not no TJ Ward. It's true. Um, Broncos EV, um, EVP and general manager John Elway told reporters Shane Ray will be placed on injury reserve with a de- designation to return. So. We'll have to wait and for Shane Ray to come back to play on Sunday. Next one, New York football Giants. I've got quarterback Josh Johnson, meaning Geno Smith has won the competition to be Eli Manning's backup. Um, on top of that, um, Big Blue also released tight end Will Ty and placed linebacker uh, Mark Herslick uh, on injury reserve. Plus, more kicker news. The Giants are parting ways with veteran kicker Mike Nugent. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, the Houston Texans cut linebacker C.O. Moore. There we go. Uh, kicker Nick Novak and backup quarterback Brandon Whedon. Um, Kamini uh, Fair, Fairbairn. Wow. That's a little bit of a – I got the Kamini and then Fairbairn. Is a little yeah. We'll be uh, the, it's uh, Fair, Fairbairn. Yeah. Fair, Fairbairn will be the Houston starting kicker. Yeah, uh, the Texans also um, offensive lineman David Quinzenberry. Um, he had fought to be- get back on the field after battling cancer. Uh, if he clears waivers, he can rejoin the team via uh, the practice squad. So get after it, David. As anticipated, the Washington Redskins released running back Matt Jones and released safety Will Blackman. The Redskins also traded uh, tight end Derek Carrier 
to the Los Angeles Rams in exchange for a 2018 seventh-round draft pick. The Cleveland Browns acquired Pittsburgh Steelers' Sammy Coates and um, 2019 seventh-round pick in, on, in exchange for a 2018 sixth-rounder. Come on, Ted. What are the Steelers doing? Trading to, your, trading to the rivals? What, what, what are you doing? I mean, Sammy Coates has been decent, but he's also dropped a lot of balls. So, he's going to, he's going to I think what irritates me the most is the fact that they drafted him uh, a little higher than that, mm-hmm. and now they're just, mm-hmm. you know, kind of giving up on him. But they also have a stacked wide receiver course, so getting something out of them is better than nothing. Yeah. Um, Pittsburgh also dealt cornerback Ross Cockrell to the Giants in exchange for a conditional pick in 2018. Um, the addition of Joe Hayden uh, this week made uh, Cockrell expendable. And, yes, if you haven't heard, uh, former Pro Bowl Browns cornerback Joe Hayden has now, has now been uh, a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yep. Um, in addition, the Steelers released running back Niles Davis, cornerback Senquez Golson, wide receiver Kobe Hamilton, and tight end David Johnson. Uh, the New England Patriots acquired special teams cornerback Johnson uh, Batty Mosey uh, from the Detroit Lions in exchange for a 2019 sixth-round draft pick. The Pats also traded undisclosed draft picks to the uh, Seattle Seahawks for defensive end Cassius Marsh. Uh, next up is Tennessee Titans second-year wide receiver Tajay Sharp was placed on an injury reserve after re-injuring his foot against the Kansas City Chiefs this week. Wish you a speedy recovery, Tajay. Absolutely. Sorry, man. Sorry to hear that, man. That's a tough break. And the Titans have also cut uh, tight end Jason Morrow. Come on, Amaro. What are you doing? Uh, a little bit. Keep your body. What are you doing, game. Amaro? <laughs> I, I, come on. You're a tight end, Amaro. you got to make those catches. And get back on the team, sir. Um, next up is the Dallas Cowboys shift the t- uh, 2019 sixth-round draft pick uh, to the Bengals um, for cornerback Ben uh, Ben. Ben, wow. Ben and Ben and Quare, I believe. Ben with care, yeah. Yeah, Ben and Ben and Quare. Yeah. yeah. The team confirmed. Uh, the Cowboys also released running back Ronnie Hillman and quarterbacks Kellen Moore and Luke McCown. Um, they hope to put more on the practice squad. And, Ted, that's not a surprise because yeah. we talked about how bare the cupboard is down there in Dallas for the secondary. Yeah. Um, the Detroit Lions raved rookie quarterback Brad Kaya. I'm a little disappointed in that. I had a high hopes for Brad Kaya. Yeah. I think he'll be picked up by somebody else. Um, the Minnesota Vikings officially released tight end uh, Moritz Boringer, uh, guard Alex Boone, offensive lineman T.J. Clemens. Uh, Minnesota also placed defensive tackle Sheriff Floyd on the non-football injury list. And you know what, Ted? Here's, yeah. something, here's something that might be notable to bring up for Minnesota. We talked about this before, about the offensive line. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if I like them. I, I don't know if I like the idea of just letting the offensive linemen walk away from the team, especially when – uh, they are deep at a few positions. You know, they they are deep at some other mm-hmm. positions, and they're not. They have not been deep at well, the offensive line. But we'll see if it comes back yeah. to item. We'll see if it, we'll see if it pans out for them. Um, next up is the Philadelphia Eagles signed Chance uh, Warmack to a one-year deal uh, through twenty through the twenty eighteen season. Uh, the team also announced that it signed cornerback Dexter McDougal to a one-year extension through twenty eighteen. McDougal uh, McDougal was acquired uh, from the Jets via trade uh, last week. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars traded. Uh, their center, Luke Bo- Boenko, uh, to the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Ravens quarterback Joe Flacco uh, had a back injury, and he has returned to practice for the team. Um, I'm sure the Ravens and fans are very excited to have Joe Flacco back instead of having to rely on uh, Ryan Mallett. They could have just picked up Brad Tyant, Ted. Was, yeah. <laughs> uh, the San Francisco 49ers placed rookie running back Joe Williams on the injury reserve. Uh, the fourth-round draft pick has been dealing with an ankle injury. Uh, the San Francisco uh, 49ers also play second-year guard uh, Joshua Garnett um, on season-ending season IR. Oh, yeah, wow. that's a shame. Uh, 
Um, in addition, San Fran um, signed uh, wide receiver Jeremy Curley to a three-year deal in March and has released him. So, that's fun. Come on, man. Uh, the L.A. Chargers released veteran quarterback Kellen Clemens. Cardell Jones likely um, will assume the backup quarterback role behind Philip Rivers. And shotgun, Ted. Mm-hmm. Get it, get it right. You mean 12 gauge? Yeah, well, shotgun, 12 gauge, whatever. Get pretty it right. close. It's pretty close. He does have an arm like that. Um, the Miami Dolphins wave punter Matt Darm, backup quarterback Brandon Dotty, and David uh, Fails. Um, wide receiver Trey uh, Griffey. And which is so coy, which is a surprise to me. Yeah, and, um, you know, Trey Griffey, if you didn't notice, is actually Ken Griffey Jr.'s son. Really? Yeah. Wow, did not know that. That's well, a fun, fun fact of the day there. There you go. The Buffalo Bills acquired wide receiver Kalen Clay in a 2019 uh, seventh-round pick from the Panthers in exchange for cornerback um, Kevin Samore. Uh, the Chiefs have released running back C.J. Speller. They also traded offensive lineman Isaiah Battle to the Seahawks for a uh, conditional 2018 pick. The Atlanta Falcons have placed defensive lineman Rashid uh, Hagman, Hagman, Hagman on the reserve slash commissioner exempt list. Uh, the NFL confirmed to Pelissero that Hagman's uh, placement is related to a criminal proceeding into a domestic violence-related incident from 18 months ago that has recently wrapped up. Uh, the league's investigation remains pending. Let me tell you something, Ted. Mm-hmm. You, know what, you know what he gets? What? You know what Hageman gets? What? He gets no! one of these. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, the Arizona Cardinals confirmed that he cut running back Chris Johnson, linebacker Jarvis Jones, wide receiver Jamie Ross, and linebacker Scooby Wright. Um, Arizona placed wide receiver Aaron Dobson on the injury reserve list. And then the Oakland Raiders have waived linebacker Ike uh, in Impali. Mm-hmm. Um, again, guys, if you want the, where they, the big list of who each team has cut. And it's uh, quite the list. It's quite the we list. Just, we just went over some of the more notable ones. Yeah, but yeah, this is the, quite uh, a Yeah, long we're list. looking at hundreds of players, yeah, guys. Well, and, it, and it's no surprise, Ted, because, I mean, look, I mean, you got to think about how many guys try out for these NFL teams. We've had a lot of these guys on the show. We've, yeah, we've had some on the show. That's true. Um, um, Going to have one on there today. We are. Yeah, yeah. you know. Have somebody out here he, act, he actually, unfortunately, got cut. So, but do you want to bring that? Um, so now, guys, what we're going to be doing, and again, thank you for joining everybody. Uh, what we're going to be doing now is actually uh, season predictions. Um, who's going to do what in each division? Who's going to be the division winner? Who's going to be the division chump? Who's going to go on to playoffs? Who's going to go on to the Super Bowl? All that good stuff. And Big D, you've got to type all this stuff up, man. I I know it, but I'm, I'm I'm barely ready. But we got awesome Austin back, so we've got him on there. Yeah, so let's. Uh, I, for some reason, he wasn't uh, really registering. Awesome, Austin, are you still there, buddy? I'm still here. And uh, something I I don't know if you guys said it or not, but um, the Washington Redskins sent tight end Derek Carrier over to the Rams to reunite him with his yeah. offensive coordinator, Sean McVay, earlier this week as yeah. well. Very we actually did say and I almost forgot to. Now that you say, "Hey, I don't know if you said this," I, we we did forget a few things for our NFL buzz guys, and I do apologize. TJ Ward is going to the Bucks. What's his deal, Big D? Well, he got a one-year deal with Bucks for five million dollars. And I'm, did he get some? Did he get some big boy he, bucks? He got he got the big boy bucks we expected him to get. Guys, you cannot. We've talked about this before, Ted. Mm-hmm. But defense wins championships. And listen, there are some very talented receivers out there, but there's yep. some very talented defenders. And it, you know, you'd be hard pressed to find somebody 
with the amount of experience and skill that TJ Ward's got mm-hmm. on the market, and he's not on the market anymore. True. You know, and I actually heard rumors of the Steelers looking at getting TJ Ward, and I'm like, man, another another season veteran for uh, for a defensive you know, backfield. And people think people will point to this and say, well, you know, I mean. Is he really worth five million dollars? Because I mean, he's not as you know. Maybe he's lost his step, guys. It's T.J. Ward, okay? <laughs> this, you know, this this is this is big big news for the Bucks. This Absolutely. this makes them better. They've got an yeah. experienced guy in their defensive backfield to make things happen for them. That's awesome, Austin. Since we we're talking about, how, how do you feel about T.J. Ward's contract? Well, I mean, he, he's earned it. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, they didn't yeah. call it the no-fly zone in Denver for no reason, and he was a part of that. Denver yeah. felt and he's like a hard they needed to upgrade, too. right, right? Denver, or Tampa Bay feel like they needed to upgrade. They did. And you got to look at their division. They have Matt Ryan. They have Cam Newton, Drew Brees to deal with. I mean, those, are, aren't, those yep. aren't like throwaway quarterbacks. Those are top-notch guys, and you have to deal with them on a weekly basis. You, you want someone that's going to be able to help your secondary. Yeah, and, I, you know, I, I, think, I think this is more of a Big D's style of safety. It's not – he doesn't really – catch the interceptions a whole lot, but he likes to lay, lay the wood on guys. And, you know, one of the things that we, we don't talk about enough with safeties is the importance of the fact that they are relied upon to repass and run. Mm-hmm. Uh, much like mm-hmm. Mike Linebacker, safety is a very important position on the defense. Oh, yeah. This is the, this is the guy who's going to call your – one of the guys that's likely going to call your audible for coverage. Yep. Uh, so to have an experienced guy like that who can yeah. come in and help your younger guys out, recognizing changes in, in the offensive line, recognizing receivership, it's big. Yeah, and big deal. Speaking of big deals, and I, I did, I, we cannot forget this, and this, this happened la- earlier last week. You might want to get the big boy money ready. Oh, the big boy money. Matt Stafford oh, is now the highest paid player in the NFL, guys. He's got a five-year deal for $135 million, $92 million of which is guaranteed. A lot of money. Big boy bucks. He's got $50 million signing bonus, Ted. It yeah. makes him the highest paid player. You want to give him a double cha-ching? He gets another one. And you know what? We're going to be talking about that later with our guests. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so now we got predictions for the season coming up. we got to transition into that yeah, now. Yep. Yeah. Um, go ahead and get started. All right, awesome. Awesome. we got the NFC North we're going to start out with. We're going to start with the NFC side of the, of the NFL. Sounds North. Sounds who do you have going from the bottom up? So who's the worst next and next and then the top? I think we all can agree that um, the Bears are in the bottom seller. Oh, Dallas, you agree with that, Bears? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and agree. I don't think the Bears have done enough yet to really make a push in this in this division. And, you know, I don't want to sound biased, but this is one of the toughest divisions in football. It is. Um, you know, is the NFC North division is just historically really tough. It's tough mm-hmm. to take those matchups. We've seen – we just saw a recent example of this with the Green Bay Packers and the Lions, how close the divisional battles can be. Mm-hmm. I think the Bears are a better team this year, but they're still going to be the seller dweller for the division. I completely agree with that. I like how you say that. They're going to be – they got better, but they're still going to be the bottom feeders. Um, the other teams are just that much better, guys. I mean, we, we saw a lot of the moves these teams but made. But I do want to say this, though, for the Bears. Don't sleep on their defense. I, that is one of my biggest sleepers for defenses this year. I think they might be pretty good. Um, so, awesome, awesome. Who do you have as your number three team in the division? Well, I, I hate to say this because 
me living in Toledo, they're kind of a local team around here. But um, oh. I, I got to put the Detroit Lions at that spot, despite the whole contract situation and all that with Stafford. I, I got to put them at the third spot there. Can you give your reasoning? Well, <laughs> Jim Bob Cooter last year, he, he started off hot, right, with, with Stafford. Towards the end of the season, right. they kind of went kind of uh, a dink and dunk system. They, they were more, more safe. They lost the last three games of the season. They still went to the playoffs, but they couldn't lock it up earlier than they should have. Um, we don't know if Abdullah is as good as everyone is saying he is, but I just think that the Packers and the Vikings just have that division locked up with the first two spots. Sounds like somebody's upset. Yeah. Yeah. Con- Connor's not except um, is not a fan of that pick because he's a big Stafford fan because of after last year, but. Oh. <laughs> It'll be okay. So, you wanna you wanna bring up yours? Um, yeah, I'm gonna actually put I'm gonna put the Minnesota Vikings here at number three. Um, I, I'm I'm well, as much as I like Dalvin Cook, it's running back position. I'm a little weary of only because um he's injury prone. He has he has issues. Um, he got the count with the but I just don't trust that for the running game. Uh, then behind him, you got Latavis Murray, uh, who I thought was just mediocre uh, with Oakland. Um, on top of that, Sam Bradford. I've never been a big fan of Sam Bradford. He's a mediocre. Not, not to mention injury as well. Um, the, the defense is probably what's keeping me like really thinking about putting him in number two. But, again, they were, did really well last year. Had a lot of injuries on the defense last year. Don't think I can trust them. So I gotta keep. I gotta keep my. No, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep the Minnesota Vikings at the three spot. And the only reason I'm going to keep them at the three spot is they did not, in my opinion, do enough to improve that offensive line. They've got mm-hmm. Sam Bradford in the backfield. And historically, he struggled mm-hmm. when when his offensive line hasn't performed. Listen, this is a guy who's been a lot. No, go play. In his career. He got sacked a lot when he was with the Rams. He got. He's going to get sacked a lot. Hunter's this season. tired. Go play. Okay. Uh, you can bet that he's going to be experiencing some. The Minnesota Vikings will be better than last year. By a little. But it's not enough to bring them out of the third spot in this division. You know, it was funny, it was funny last year when I actually said that I um I still don't think they're gonna make playoffs just because I, I said because um uh, oh my gosh. Um uh, Sam Bradford just lost his name there for a second. I thought he was gonna injured. It turned out to be the defense that actually got injured, so I mean, and their defense. Let's be fair. Their defense is is very stout. Yeah. And it's going to help them stay in a lot of games this year. But it's not going to be enough to win them this year, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. they. If you look at the offenses in the division, mm-hmm. the Lions got better. The Packers got better. Um, if you look at the Bears, even the Bears' offense is a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, and they've got a tough schedule. The NFC North is massive. with a pretty tough schedule this year. They got they NFC North, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, AFC North. Uh, that, you know, those are historically tough games. Um, I think it's safe to say we don't know how the rest of this division um, is going to pan out. But, Austin, go ahead and give your number two team. <laughs> I'm going to throw you guys for a curveball. I actually got the Packers. Oh, they, he's got the Vikings winning it. You've got the Vikings the winning Vikings the division? Winning. I got the Vikings winning the division. Dallas, you even said – this team is going to be better than last year. Last year, they went 7-9. and nine. They started the season off 5-0, 6-0. They were the last undefeated team, and then they hit a wall. They started hitting, getting hit with the injury bug. Guess what? 
yeah, they didn't do much to improve their line, but they did do some stuff. And you know what? The best way to improve your offensive line is get a running game. They did not have Peterson last year. They had average guys. They got Delvin Cook. They doubled down. They got Latavius Murray. Their, their running game is going to mm-hmm. be improved. Sam Bradford was already the most efficient quarterback last year, and he's just going to be even more efficient. They're going to take more chances down the field. Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen are going to be all-stars this year. This, this offense is going to look better. This defense is improved. The Vikings are going to win. Not so fast. All right, Austin, not so fast. Okay, we, we skipped the number two spot here. Or the number, we, we, it seems like we skipped to the number one spot, or at least. Well, he just said the Packers are but, number two, and then he but, said why the Vikings. I'm going to tell you something. The Packers are probably going to be number two, but it's not going to be the Vikings that take the number one spot this year. It's going to be the Lions, Ted. I'm going to surprise you guys. It is going to be the Lions. Matthew Stafford just got that big contract. They went out of their way to get him a nice big receiver, Ted. You might know that guy. You yeah. might you might have heard of somebody. Galladay plays big wide out, and you know Ted, he's like a megatron. Mm-hmm. And we all know how Matthew Stafford performs when he's got a nice wideout. Unlike the Vikings, unlike the Vikings, the Lions actually said, "We're actually going to invest time in our offensive line this year, and we're, gonna, we're not going to do a half, you know, nice job on it." Uh, so the, the Lions' offensive line is more improved than the Vikings' offensive line. I think this year the Lions will not crumple down the stretch. Mm-hmm. They, they may not start out, you know, right out of the gates hot, mm-hmm. but they're going to be in the hunt for that playoff spot. They're going to take the division. You, you need to be writing these down, Big Deal, who's taking, who's taking, who's winning the division. Just type your name about each team. So you got the, you got them winning. Who's got the Vikings winning. All right. I'm going to tell you guys something. Let's make this not, let's not make it too complicated here. What are you doing? Oh, all right. Let's not make this complicated. The Lions get number two. The Packers get number one here. There's no question. No question. I'll give you. I'll give you one reason. Aaron Rodgers. I knew you were going to that. Oh, we got a siren going on. We had a siren going on there. We got Austin Austin muted for just a second till that siren goes away. Um, but anyway, so yes, I have the Packers winning the division. There's no question. The Packers win this division. Number one reason, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, they got Ty Montgomery returning for running back. They do. On top of that, look at their offense, guys. Jordy Nelson, Devontae Adams, Randall Cobb. Now they also added Martellus Bennett. There's no question that offense is going to be ready to rock. Their, def- close, their defense, their linebackers, Clay Matthews, enough said. Jake Ryan, enough said. He played phenomenally last year. You've got ha-ha Clinton Dix in the backfield. Yes, they lost Sam Shield. Ha-ha's going to make up for that. I am very excited. I'm going to be happy if, if you're right and I'm wrong. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to see this Packers team play. Um, I do think I the Lions like... will give a run for their money. I think the Vikings will be competitive for a few weeks, and then they're going to get hurt again. Yeah, they tend to do um, The Lions are going to put up some good numbers. But, again, I think I'm going with Austin here uh, as far as, you know, Mr. Jim Bob Cooter. Um, for some reason, down the stretch of the, the season – Decided to, you know. <laughs> you, know you know what, Ted? You know what? No. No. Jim Bob. Go! Get one of these. And you're going to get another one if you do that again. What was wrong with you? What was... <laughs> so, moving on, Ted, to the NFC. So, you've got, you've got me with the Packers. 
You've got the Lions, yeah. even though you're a Packers fan. Yeah. Make it note hurt, of that, fellas. It hurt, guys. It hurt me. Awesome Austin's got the Vikings. So I like it, the fact that we all got different teams. I it love hurt, it. It hurt me to do it, too. Let's go down. NFC South dead. Awesome Austin, who's your number four spot here? For the who? NFC South, Austin, who's your last place team? Who's my cellar dweller? I put the Panthers. Oh, oh. Okay. 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 What, 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 I put the Panthers. Awesome. Got, got the Panthers, huh? Cam Newton, uh, they might, they, they're saying his shoulder's better. I want to see it to believe it. They didn't do much in the mm-hmm. offense to give him more weapons. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey. But l- listen, this is a power running offense. McCaffrey is five mm-hmm. foot, hundred pounds. What's he gonna do? I understand yeah. he's gonna be a good, a good threat in the receiving game. But we, we've seen what the Darren Sproles and the Danny Woodheads can bring to an offense. Mm-hmm. He's not going to do much on the offensive side of the ball to make that much of a difference. Defense is a lot better, but again, when you're facing the Drew Brees and the Matt Ryan's, they're they're still going to make they're still going to find ways to play um, against you and make plays for their team and winning down the stretch. I think that the Panthers did not do enough in the off season to excel themselves above the other three teams. Okay, Ted, we got <laughs> who's the hell as well, Ted? My pick. Salad dweller. The New Orleans Saints. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, Unfortunately, I do realize it's two leagues in there. Wow. He got the siren again. Oh, it's, it's go, I think it's going away, Big D. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of, a lot of that in the background. There. A lot of, okay. lot of busy stuff going on up, up in Tule Do. Anyways, New Orleans Saints. Yes, it's Drew Brees. Yes, they've had a top five uh, passing attack in some category the last several seasons. Can't give me a caveat. Um, but their defense is mediocre at best. Their mm-hmm. offensive line, they've tried to beef up a little bit. I call it mediocre still. The running game, they've got Adrian Peterson. He was hurt all last year. Uh, Mark Ingram played well last year, but now that it's a running back committee, they're going to try to feed Adrian Peterson the ball, obviously. Um, Willie Sneed's gone um, for three games. They've only got Michael Thomas to throw to. So, if you're looking for fantasy, Michael Thomas, guys. Well, you can um, do worse than having Michael Thomas to throw well, to. Well, what I'm saying is if you've only got one guy to throw to, he's going to get double covered. On top of that, you've got Kobe Fleener, who's been subpar at best on their offense. I just – I'm they, they did add um, Marcus Lattimore – or Marshawn Lattimore, excuse me, um, for a corner. They do have a couple decent DBs back there, and Kenny Vaccaro, he's injury from. They got Von Bell for safety as well. Um they added a couple linebackers. Uh, they, they were just mediocre, like Manti Teo would be one of them. Uh, I'm just not feeling the Saints this year. I'm really not. You I, know, Ted, this was a tough choice for me because this is a very tough division. This is kind of like the NFC North. It, at least it has become that mm-hmm. way over the last couple of seasons. But I'm going to agree with you. I am going to pick the Saints. Yeah. And I know I just said, you know, you had me off the side, but it's Drew Brees because that's what everybody's going to say. But right. it's Drew Brees. Yeah. Listen, we talk about the fact that Drew Brees – had uh, has has had for the last few seasons this prolific passing attack, but he does not have the weapons this year. In fact, not only do they not have the weapons, they've traded away some of the weapons. Mm-hmm. They've they've let go some of the weapons. Um, I don't think that the Saints' defense is good enough to keep them in games yep. with the Falcons and the Panthers. Their offense and the is, Buccaneers and, and the Buccaneers yep. for that matter. The Buccaneers have gotten a lot better. Mm-hmm. So I actually think the Saints are going to be our cellar dweller, the this bottom year. feeder. Yeah. Okay. So we both say that. Um, Who's our number three pick? Awesome, awesome. We're going to keep letting our guests go. Actually, he's not even a guest. He's part of the show. He's part of the show? Awesome, awesome. Who's your number three team? I feel like uh, we're going to flip-flop here, but I, I have the Saints. 
Um, when you compare them to the to the Buccaneers and um, the Falcons, they they just don't have the defense like you guys are saying. I just think that their offense yep. is better than the Carolina Panthers' defense, and I think that's going to be able to get them a couple more wins. But uh, their defense is the weak mm-hmm. point, and it has been, and everyone knows it, and they're going to attack it. Oh, yeah. Big D, go ahead. You had me go I'm, first. I'm, I'm going to go with the Panthers. Yep. Uh, we are going to flip. The reason that I say the Panthers, I think, yes, the Panthers' defense is not as prolific as it has been in previous seasons, mm-hmm. but it is actually sneaky still. It's still going to mm-hmm. be sneakily good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I disagree with Awesome Austin about Christian McCaffrey. He's been incredibly productive. He's been using yep. special teams. He's been using the passing attack, and he's been using the running attack. What can Christian McCaffrey do for you? Well, Christian McCaffrey can carry your offense quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can carry quite a bit of the workload. He is a workhorse running back. He's the kind of guy that really has been lacking in, mm-hmm. in Carolina for a minute. They have needed somebody that can take that workload. Uh, is it enough for them to win the division? Absolutely not. But is it enough to edge out the Saints for the number three spot? Yes, it is. <clears throat> I'm actually not going to agree with the flip-flopping that uh, you and Austin were saying. I'm actually going to put the Buccaneers at number three. Wow. And okay. I know, again, a lot of people are going to be kind of going, what? But, yeah. yes, they have Mike Evans. They did acquire Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson's losing a step for one. He, He's a, he, he also does get injured. On top of that, where's their run game? Doug Martin's gone for four games at the beginning of the year. They uh, really waived Jeremy McNichols, their fifth-round uh, running back. They've got Carl Sims, and they've got Jaquiz Rogers as their running game for the run game. Mediocre. Um, you look at their defense. Their defense is somewhat decent. They've got Gerald McCoy, obviously. Um, I'm just I'm not, I think I think they're on the right track. I think they're almost there. You know, earlier this offseason I was very excited to the Buccaneers. I thought, you know, they were gonna take go have a run for the division. I don't think so right now. I'm actually looking for another team to make a run for the Uh-oh. second place spot. Uh-oh. So yeah, Buccaneers are my number three team. All right. Uh Austin Austin, who's your number two? Don't skip the number one this time. Well he didn't. But we he, we won't be here number two. Yeah, go go for your number two spot here. All right, all right. I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here. Yeah, they, they've slowly they've slowly improved during the Winston era, and the hard knocks it, it either breaks you or, or makes you, you know. And I think the Buccaneers yeah. have the talent to make it to the playoffs this year. And during during hard knocks, you you've slowly seen Winston develop as the guy, you know, that motivator, that mm-hmm. captain for that team. And I just think he's going to lead Believe the Bucks it. to a magical season this year. Ted. Ted, I'm going, I'm going to disagree with both of you. I'm going to disagree with both of you. You're on the Falcons. Guys, the number two team in this division this year is the Falcons. Oh, my God. Now, Matt Ryan was MVP last year. He's got a stout defense. A lot of those guys are returning. Yeah. But you know what? You know what? The Buccaneers' <laughs> defense is not only improved, it's vastly improved mm-hmm. over the last two seasons. We talked about the fact that the Buccaneers don't really have that great of a running game yet. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is – they have they've they've got multiple backs still. They can still run multiple back sets, and Jameis Winston's no stranger to running the football mm-hmm. either. Um, Jameis Winston is slowly but surely developing into the quarterback and the leader that the Buccaneers team has needed. Mm-hmm. I think he is going to be enough to push them and give them that edge this year. I to be number one to be number one. I think the Buccaneers could be number one this year. Okay. I think the Falcons put your name by it. The Falcons could fall a little bit this year. Um, they they had that. They had that terrible, terrible fall apart there in the Super Bowl. You know, something else that could be motivating, but mm-hmm. it also can be very devastating. Something else to add to your argument, I suppose. You know, I try to look at it from all aspects. So something to add to your argument for the Buccaneers. 
is the fact um, the, the guy, they did draft O.J. Howard, who was a freak of nature. So, I, you know, at the tight, for the tight end spot. So, that's something else to keep in mind. Again, I, I know a lot of guys are very excited for Jameis Winston. He's a heck of a leader. Um, you see that in the hard knocks. You've seen it in the locker room before. Um, again, I think Deshaun Jackson at number two. A lot of people were, are hyping it up. I was hyping it up myself in the beginning. I actually think yeah. that he might uh, – it might actually hinder him a bit. And, and Ted, you know, here's the thing. I, I understand the, uh, the the thing about Deshaun Jackson, but I'm thinking the defense. Mm-hmm. Who in this division, we talk about the prolific offenses in mm-hmm. this division, but who in this division has got corners, has got the guys that can go out and make the plays? There's only two teams with really, really solid, stout defense in this division. It's the Buccaneers and the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Now, the Falcons, they've proven that their defense can be very menacing, can be very harassing. Yep. But here's the other thing. They've also proven that they can let up in big games. Yeah, and when it comes down the stretch and it comes to the divisional rivalry games in this, the Falcons and the Buccaneers played some very close games. So you've got the Buccaneers. Um, Austin, you gave your number two um, as the Buccaneers. So you got the Falcons winning? Correct. Okay. And Ted? Closely, um, closely. All right, so I guess – I, I, I guess I got to get mine. I I agree with Dallas to an extent, but I just think the Falcons are going to come come out of the Super Bowl loss a little more motivated, and I think they're going to get the division by a couple more games. Mm-hmm. It's definitely possible. Well, okay, so I guess I'll give my number two. I got the Carolina Panthers at number two. Let me tell you guys something. Cam Newton. Yes, he had a, he's had a down year, but it's still Cam Newton, guys. Let's let's not forget he can throw, he can run. On top of that, you've got his old reliable for Mister Cam Newton, Greg Olson, right? You've got Kelvin Benjamin, who has been a stud this preseason. You've got Devin Funches, who's also a pretty big guy, and he catches the football. You've also got Christian McCaffrey. You've got Curtis Samuel. You've got Jonathan Stewart for the ground pound run game. Um, I like the Panthers a lot. Uh, their defense is good. Uh, talking about veteran and uh, leader on that defense, Luke Keekley. I mean, if you've got a guy like that, you've got a guy like Charles Johnson on the defensive line. Um, I'm, I'm very excited to see the Panthers. Um, but, yeah, I, so with that being said, I've got the Atlanta Falcons as my number one team. Look, guys, Matt Ryan has been a um, has been an anchor for this team uh, for a long time now. Um, you've also got the likes of Julio Jones, um, who's a stud, no, nothing less than a stud. You've got Muhammad Sanu, number two guy. You've got Taylor Gabriel, who you love, Big D. I do like Taylor Gabriel. You've got Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman as the – Easily the most dynamic duo running back, uh, uh, most dynamic running back duo in the league. Sorry, I got tongue tied. Um, then you've also got guys like Vic Beasley on their defense. You've got guys uh, Desmond Trufant um, on the back end. Then they just drafted to Carson McKinley, right? So again, their defense has shown that they can prove to be a very nice stout defense. Unfortunately, in the Super Bowl, that didn't happen for the whole game, but I think they're going to come out hungry. They're going to come come out hungry this Listen, year. I, 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 to, a, to a degree, I can see where you're coming from with the Falcons. Yeah. But I think that the Buccaneers are hungrier. They've been on the cusp of playoffs. They've been getting progressively better. I think they can smell the blood in the water. Mm-hmm. I think that might be the difference maker. But we'll see. Oh, yeah. Next division, guys, is the NFC East. And we know somebody in our, in, in, in our ranks here who's a big fan of the NFC East, specifically the Eagles, and – uh, it's interesting we talk about them. Austin, Austin, who is the cellar dweller for the NFC East this year? <laughs> boys, boys, boys. Oh, I'm going to shock wow. the people with this. I'm going to pick the Cowboys. Oh, 
I've been saying oh, I've been saying this for yeah. months. I've been saying this for months. Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott was a bit overrated last year. He's not going to have the same season. He lost a lot on that offensive line, so he's not going to get the wonderful protection he had. He's going to get pressured a lot more. We still don't know what's going to happen with Zeke, so there's that. Their defense is, is like throwing a rock through a piece of paper. I just think that they don't have enough to compete this year. Ted? Rebuttal? Who's the last place team in the NFC East, Ted? Awesome, Austin. You and I talk a lot of football. We talk a lot of smack. Yes, we do. Because we're brothers. But, but I have to 100% agree with you on the, on the bottom feeder as the Dallas Cowboys this year. No, and this is not because the Dallas Cowboys suck by any means or they're bad or whatever you guys want to throw out there um, that are Cowboys fans. It is because this team is in the NFC East. This division, in my opinion, is the toughest in football right now. You look at the Eagles, you look at the Giants, you look at the Redskins, you look at the Cowboys, they're all competitive. You throw these guys in another division, they're competing for the playoffs. Yeah. Okay? So, I've got the Cowboys, and it's mainly because of injuries. It's mainly because of suspension, right? Uh, right. The, the, most, the biggest suspension we're waiting on is Ezekiel Elliott. Dead. Dead. Um, so, and, again, relying on Dak Prescott, I agree with Austin. Who should have won the offensive rookie last year? Should have been Ezekiel Elliott. That to me is a little underrated. But Cowboys are last. Um, guys, I got to agree with you here. This is one of the wow. The Cowboys, I think, are going to finish last the NFC East. As a matter of fact, Ted, I'm almost hard pressed to say the Cowboys will even have a shot at the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. Um, for starters, for the first four games of the season, half their defense can't even play. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's suspensions. There's all kinds of Injuries now, uh, they, they went out and got Benekware, but that's not enough. Their, their corners are – the cabinet is bare. They go up against three top-tier quarterbacks. So if you don't think Carson Wentz is a top-tier quarterback, you can't If you don't think Carson Wentz is a top-tier quarterback, you weren't paying attention to last year, and he's got more weapons this year than he did last year. Well, and top it off, you've yeah. got Kirk Cousins, who's got – more weapons this year than he did last year um, in comparison. I think uh, Terrell Pryor and him have, have, have a very good relation, relationship right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got solid tight ends. Mm-hmm. They've, got, they've got some decent receivers. They're going to make a push for the division. Uh, and, it's Eli, and you've got Eli Manning, who somehow always manages, uh, for the most part, to put up solid performances year in and year out. Um, it, it will be hard. Pre- the Cowboys are going to be hard-pressed. Right, make a push in that well, division. Well, and you know, and you said you know, even make a push for the playoffs. But you got to think if you're putting them in last place in the division, they're more than likely not, not going to make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah I think I think all four, all three of us are saying the same thing there. Yeah. Um, okay, so awesome, Austin. Who do you have as your number three team? I actually have the Redskins. This, this was a tough one for me. I'm not going to lie; it was tough. But I just think um, the run game is going to be a huge factor for them. They really don't have someone. We all thought Samantha Prime was going to be that guy. He hasn't impressed me. Fat mm-hmm. Rob Kelly still, you know, he, he won the starting job by default technically. So I think the offense will be good. The defense is a little better. But I think in the end, I, I, I just think that they won't have enough to make it. Yeah. Um, I got to agree with Austin. Awesome, awesome, awesome here. Yes, I like Kirk Cousins. Um, the run game doesn't impress me all that well. Uh, yes, Terrell Pryor and Kirk Cousins have a great relationship. Um, they did, however, 
lose a couple guys. Deshaun Jackson, I was just talking a little bit of smack about him about the Buccaneers, but he did do well for the Redskins. Um, they lost him. They lost Pierre Grosson, um, who was arguably their number one guy, to the 49ers. Um, now they have to rely on Crowder, who did well last year, uh, but he's their number two guy. And then they've got Josh Dobson, who really hasn't been a starter, uh, you know, uh, for this offense. So I'm not liking that. Their defense is eh, okay. Um, not so fast, Ted. Yeah, I got the I got the Redskins. Not so fast, Ted Nelson. Not so fast. Now I did brag on Eli Manning, but I got to tell you guys, <laughs> I got to tell you, the Giants are going to be third team in this division. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact of the matter is, is the Giants' defense it is solid. It's good. They're getting old in some positions. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year they suffered from the injury bug on both on both sides of the ball. I suspect this year. Uh, if they suffer from the injury bug, they're falling behind this year. Hmm. And um, I think the Giants are going to be good, hmm. but they're not going to be second-place good. Okay. They're not going to be first-place good. The Redskins made, made made some very shocking moves in this offseason. Mm-hmm. The thing that shocked a lot of people was how non-conservative they were. I think they've changed their attitude, their approach to this team. They, they, they finally uh, – they've got Kirk Cousins having to prove himself, uh, earn that big boy money. So you've got the Redskins going number two. I think, I think the Redskins are taking the number two spot. The Giants are going to fall to the number three spot. So then you've got the Eagles winning. I do. Go ahead and put your name by it. Guys, that is just the way I feel about it. That's just the way I feel about it. No bias uh, intended here, but I think the Eagles are the most improved team mm-hmm. uh, in this division by a long shot. Last year their defense was sneakily scary. This year it's just scary. Uh, last, you know, last year we were we were surprised at how dangerous their defense was, how vicious that pass rush was. Mm-hmm. This year we're not surprised. Uh, they they made the moves they needed to to keep that defense fresh and hungry. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be some there's going to be a lot of quarterbacks hit the turf this year. Awesome, Austin. Who's your number two team, and then of course your number one team. Number two, uh, for my number two team, I see them kind of like the Redskins, but I, I see them slightly better than the Redskins. It's got to be the Giants. Um, yep. You know, offense is good, but there's quite, still there's question marks about the running game. We don't know who it's going to be for sure. They have a lot of guys. They all do different things, but no one does something extraordinarily well to take over that number one spot. Their defense, they have a good defense, but I've said this for months now. They lack depth on that defense. Someone goes down with a major injury, they don't know what to do. They're going to have to find a trade or go get mm-hmm. someone off the free agency. They just don't have the depth to compend or defend you know, a four-quarter game. And I guess that leads to my number one team as the Eagles. No bias here, correct? No bias. I mean, when you look at the Eagles and the Giants, you just compare them. The Eagles have pretty much dominated them for quite some time now. And the, the, the Giants didn't do anything to bring in some new offensive linemen. Eric Flowers is, you know, supposedly improved. I haven't seen it. If anything, the Eagles got better on defense, which is scary because they were already a top 10 defense last year, and they're just going to bring the heat, guys. Um, I completely agree. Austin Austin and I are on the same page throughout this whole division. I've got the Eagles as the winner, Giants at number two. He hit the nail on the head. Um, you know, the Giants, they, I got them at number two. They had a Brandon Marshall. They, so they've got OD, uh, OB, OBJ, then they've got Brandon Marshall. Um, the run game ha- hasn't been – anything but mediocre for years now. Um, their defense is very good, very stout. Um, but you look at the Eagles, their entire offense is complete. And what I mean is they've got a good quarterback. They've got all a bunch of weapons as wide receivers. Alshon Jeffrey, Nelson Aguilar, Corey Smith, okay? Deep threats at that. Um, 
then for the run game, but without the Garrett Blount, who hasn't been that great this preseason, he's still easily the number one guy. Um, when I look at the Eagles' offense, I, I'm 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 impressed and I'm excited. Look at the defense. The defense again last year, guys. They did well last year. Top ten defense. They got better. Okay. It's not scary enough. I don't know what is. Eagles are going to take this division easy. Uh, NFC West is next, boys. Something, something to add Austin. to that, too, Ted. Yeah. What? Go ahead, Austin. Go Hello? Ahead. Oh, sorry. I just want to add something, too. Carson Wentz last year. Yeah, we didn't have the best running game. We didn't have the best receivers. He, he threw around 4,000 yards last year with the receivers he was throwing the ball to, and he just improved that. They hopefully got someone to run the ball a little better. I just yeah. don't see how this team you know, takes I a step back. They went 7-9 and nine last year. All they have to do, arguably, is get two, at least two more wins, and and they make the playoffs. Yeah, and I think Carson Wentz is crazy. He's more than lived up, I think. Mm-hmm. But now we move to the NFC West. We've got to get these rolling. we got to get these rolling. So we move to the NFC West. Uh, awesome, awesome. We've got in last place. We're just going to go – We'll, we'll we'll knock out the top, bottom two spots and then we'll we'll go up. Okay. So awesome, awesome. Um, bottom two spots and then who's your top two? In the bottom, I have the Forty ers At third, I have the Rams. And then you want my one and two? Uh, just give us the reason for your one and two. Your three and four, and your three and four. Uh, the Forty ers I hate to say it, but I I, I like Kyle. I, I think he's going to do good this season. But I just think this year is going to be a who wants to be on the team for the future kind of year? Brian Hoyer is not the answer. I, I think that Kyle really wants a quarterback in the next year's draft. I think they're just going to, you know, kind of have a – like a kind of like a dress rehearsal of who's going to show up in the coming mm-hmm. years. I think they're in the right direction. I just don't think that they're going to compete well enough this year to really make a difference. The defense is stout. I think they're going to surprise people. But I don't think they have enough this year to actually contend. The Rams, I like what they're doing. I still want to see Jared Goff take a step forward before I knock them as a, a, a threat. But I think Wade Phillips is going to have that defense pretty stout as mm-hmm. well. And that, that NFC West is going to be a very defensive defensive unit. But uh, I think the Rams are going to be the third. I just think that the, the, the Hawks and the Cardinals are just too good to beat right now. And then who do you – so then you have the number – who's your number one, number two, Austin? And that's that. No, no, no. Who do you have at number one and number two? Uh, all right. Well, I don't know what. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead for your number three and four. Uh, my number three and four, I'm going with the Niners in last and the Rams in third. I think the Rams have gotten a lot better this year, mm-hmm. but it's not. They're, they're still they're one of those teams that's kind of on the cusp. Mm-hmm. They're, they're looking for who they are as a team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this year they did, they did some, some good things. Mm-hmm. They, they went out. They've made some improvements to their offensive line. They've gotten better on defense a little bit. Uh, they've got Wade Phillips. They're going to be uh, a surprising team, I think. I think they steal a mm-hmm. few wins. Uh, they maybe steal a win or two from one of the one of the top guys, the top big dogs in the division. But it's not going to be enough for them to win the division or be the number two spot. Uh, the Niners, they're in rebuild mode right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's be honest. They're still looking for that guy yeah. to lead this team. They're still looking for that quarterback. Uh, and they're still looking for somebody to come in and really take off as an offensive weapon for them. They're going to finish in, in the bottom of their division this year. The top two teams, and it's a close battle for me, Ted. It's a close battle. But I got the Seahawks at one and the Cardinals at two. 
you know, the Seahawks just consistently have been they've been a mainstay over the last few years as that top sort of team. The Cardinals, though, they're going to surprise some people too this year. Uh, Hello? Their defense is, is I'm on nasty. <laughs> no, he's not. No, you're not. Um, your the, the defense there is nasty. It's 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 got a lot of hard hitters in it. But mm-hmm. I think down the stretch we've seen that the Seahawks tend to take those matchups. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there when it comes are. to the head-to-head, the Seahawks are going to uh, are going to be able to take take the edge. In that. Awesome, Oscar. Awesome. Who do you have as your number one, number two teams out at your back? Sorry, I have some technical difficulties, but I can hear you now. Um, number number two, I have the Cardinals, and number one, I have the Seahawks. Okay. What reasoning? Uh, the, the the Seahawks, they just their defense is just too good, and especially with all the additions that they're they're getting. I just don't think they're they're going to be stopped. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cardinals, I like them. I I like what they're doing, but let's be honest, Carson Palmer and um. Larry Fitzgerald, this is probably going to be their last year. I think they can make it to playoffs. Mm-hmm. I just don't think they're going to have enough left in the tank to get there. I'm going to tell both of you guys not so fast on this. I've got my Uh-oh. number four team as the 49ers for the reasons you guys said. They're in rebuild mode. They're, 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 they're heading in the right direction. I like what they're doing, especially with the way they handled the draft. Um, I actually like C.J. Bethard, the way he's been uh, playing this preseason. I actually would like to see him take over the quarterback role instead of having Brian Hoyer. You, you know what you're getting with Brian Hoyer. There's more upside with Bethard. I'd like to see that happen. Um, also, Carlos Hyde is a good running back, you know. You've got to take that into consideration as well. A um, little injury prone, but still, that is our number good, four. Year, My number three team, though, is the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, oh. They have a good defense. But, yes, they've got an aging Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer got hit a lot last year. He's probably going to get hit a lot again. Maybe not as much as last year. they got some offensive lineup, but he's old. As, he's pretty dang old. On top of that, their top receiver is Larry Fitzgerald. Behind Larry Fitzgerald, it's it, it's it's mediocre wide receivers. It's mediocre wide receivers at best. Um, Jaron Brown, John Brown, both of those guys are aren't that great. JJ Nelson is okay. Um, tight end position, they have question marks there. I'm just not a fan of. Well, I think one guy that neither of you mentioned was Cardinals. David Johnson. That's the only thing on their offense that they have right now. That is that you know I I want to say they don't make playoffs. But he's the only reason why I'm saying they could make playoffs. Um, their defense is stout. I like their defense, but I think their offense is just going to, you know, screw the pooch here. Yeah. Um, so, number two, I've got the L.A. Rams. Oh. I really do. Um, I like the L.A. Rams. I like what they're doing. they got Todd Gurley, who struggled last year, but he's definitely the number one running back. Um, they did add Sammy Watkins, who is injury-prone, but guess what? they got Cooper Cup has been producing a lot. Um, they've got um, Garrett for um, tight end, who's been – Sneaky good. Um, Jared Goff has the weapons around him. Um, the offense should do well. I'm, I'm predicting they do well. Uh, their defense is obviously good. We all three, we've all three talked about that um, multiple times. So I like the Rams at number two. Obviously, the Seattle Seahawks are going to take this division, though. Uh, Russell Wilson is me on offense is just too stout. I, I am questioning the Seattle Seahawks run game, though. I think the run games are mediocre at best, or the running backs are mediocre. That's but their defense leaving the bill. It's going to take them over the top. All right, guys, we move to the AFC East, and I think it goes without saying, but I think we all know <laughs> in the AFC East who's going to win. So why don't we all say it together? Who's going to win the AFC East? Patriots. Patriots. There you go. Out of the way. Don't have to worry about the it. The Jets. <laughs> you, you, Actually, you stop it. I, guys, I'm going to surprise you. Uh-oh. All right, go ahead and put you and me down for the Patriots. Yeah. Awesome, Austin. Who do you have as your number four and three, four and three team? 
the team I think that's going to win the AFC East is the New England Patriots, Tom Brady, Belichick, and that whole entire organization. So you're not really surprised at me. Uh, <laughs> no, I was just I was just I think, all, I think we all pick I think we all pick the Patriots. I think that it's safe to say mm-hmm. that the bottom team in this division will be the Jets. Yeah. And above them, Ted, I'm going with the Bills. Okay. I have to say the reason why I'm going with the Bills in the third spot, mm-hmm. uh, the, the questions surrounding Tyrod Taylor, the mm-hmm. questions in that locker room, uh, yeah. with with people that were key players just gone, just yeah. yanked off the roster. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of question marks in that locker room, and I think honestly, uh, this is a this is a organization that is not really sure where it's going to go. Um, I, you know, I'll I'll say not so fast on that as far as the Bills not sure where they're going to go. They they know where they're going to go, and that's to get more draft picks for this upcoming draft. Um, they are as last time I checked, they have six picks they do. in the first three rounds. That's a lot of solid starters, quote unquote, potential superstars um, to draft. So the Bills know where they want to go. It's a rebuild mode for this year. Um, so, but yes, I have the Jets as the bottom feeder. You know, guys, listen, the Jets have literally just hit the self-destruct button. They're even looking at trading for Matt Forte now, and they've done nothing to hold their ball. No, no. they've done nothing in free agency they, um, to save themselves. They also traded their one of their star defensive linemen, Sheldon Richardson, to the Seahawks. Um, for Jermaine Curse, yeah, he's going to be their number one receiver now. Um, so I, I just think the Jets are easily the bottom feeders. Uh, then I got the Bills, of course, and I think they're in rebuild mode as well. Uh, awesome, awesome. Who's your number three and fourteen? And I agree on this. I mean, Jets are bottom, Bills are second bottom, and then the Dolphins are obviously in second. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, with the Dolphins, uh, people are questioning Jay Cutler. Look, guys, don't question Jay. Um, he has question marks. You know, he has – the thing with Jay Cutler is, is when he plays bad, it's horrible. Yes, it, is. It, is, it is awful. But it's not Ryan Fitzpatrick awful. But, but when he's good, he's good. Yes, he is. He's a good quarterback. So, I think, the, you know, the Dolphins have a decent defense. Um, they've got the offensive weapons. Jay Cutler has no excuses this year. Um, this he wants to be there. The yeah, he wants, he wants to be there. They want him to be there. I, I'm I'm excited to see it. And if there is a team to take over the AFC East title, it's the Dolphins. But we all know the, the New England the, the New England Patriots are just too much of a powerhouse this year to take over. I'm going to tell you right now: unless the Dolphins can get over their Foxborough problems, they will not be uh, unless the unless more Patriots players get injured. Yeah, there's there, no one there to get through yeah, them. Uh, so we move to the AFC North. And, and, I know, last. And, and, guys, I know we've got some people in here that are really big fans of AFC North. So, let's just round out our bottom two. And give us the bottom two picks. What the hell? My bottom Mark, two Mark, picks? Yeah. Bottom two picks for um, the AFC North. Who's been I think I'm going to surprise a few people here. But in the bottom, I'm going to have the Bengals. Okay. And then after them, I'm going to have the Browns. Okay. He's taking a cup in that division, Austin. I'm sorry. Who's taking the Who's taking that top spot in the division? Who's king of the north? Who's king of the north, buddy? Ah, uh, the Steelers. Who's our king of the north? John Stark. Huh? All right, Steelers. We so Ravens Austin is taking in the second. John Targaryen. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> John slash Targaryen. This is a Game of Thrones. All right. All right. Whatever. <laughs> All right, so we've got Austin. Bottom feeders for you now. Bottom feeders for me. 
I wish both teams could just – I mean, I, I, I just wish I could have both teams in last place. But um, I'm going to say that the Bengals are going to be last mm-hmm. in this division. I'm not – I mean, actually, Austin says it's a surprise, but I actually don't think it's a surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they did the least in this division to get good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I, honestly, you know, they've not really impressed me over the last couple of seasons. It seems like the Bengals are on a downswing. Whereas it seems like everybody else is kind of on the upswing right now. Mm-hmm. The Browns, they will be third, but only because the Bengals are going to be that much worse than them, I think. Okay. Who's your number two uh, or number one? My number one, I'm just going to skip right to it. It's going to be the Steelers. Okay. Uh, it, it is going to be the Steelers. Black and yellow is going to take it. Listen, uh, the Steelers have a very dangerous wide receiver core. I mean, it, mm-hmm. is, it is dangerous. Uh, you've got Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> you've got Le'Veon Bell who – Listen, he's been scary. He's the belldozer, baby. He's going to make it happen. All right? But on top of that, you got some seasoned veterans on that defense, and you've got the monster. You've got T.J. Watt. And he has been a phenom- He's been a phenom in the preseason. He's been so good that they just said, James Harrison, you can take a rest, take a bow, sit up, just sit over here, be quiet. It's T.J. Watt time. Mm-hmm. Steelers are going to take this division. Uh, Flacco being back is not going to be enough, especially if T.J. Watt gets a hold of him. So I got the Steelers taking the division. Um, my bottom two feeders, uh, I'm going to agree with you guys. Bengals are at the bottom. Problem with what I have with the Bengals is they didn't do, hardly do anything to address the offensive Nothing. line. Uh, Andy Dalton's going to get creamed this year, especially playing in the AFC North. Um, mm-hmm. First week game is against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, good luck, Mr. Dalton. Um, John Ross. Their first-round draft pick, he's hurt. He's I know. out for a couple I, weeks. I, I, so they got A.J. Green. They've got Tyler Boyd. Um, I'm just – Tyler Eifert's there. He gets hurt a lot, too. Um, on defense, they, you know, Bozic is going to be gone. Um, I'm, just not, I'm just not a fan of the Bengals right now, guys. I apologize. Uh, Andrew, who just joined us on Facebook, he's a Bengals fan. I'm sure he agrees with us. Bengals are bottom feeders in the nope, AFC North. Nope. I think I see some angry reactions. Ted. I don't think he agrees with us. Um, sorry. Sorry, Mr. Fish. But I got to tell you – I think we're all in agreement the Bengals just didn't do enough. And then, I, you know, the Browns, I got them at number three only because, I mean, you look at what they've done this offseason, it's been a lot. They have. And Deshaun yeah. Kaiser has been impressing a lot of people. He's impressed me. I was actually one of his – I've been critiquing Deshaun Kaiser ever since he was, you know, looking at being drafted. Yeah, I'm just not a huge fan of Kaiser. We'll see it when, when the regular season comes. Um, we, we talked about the freak of nature in Pittsburgh. How about that freak of nature over there in Cleveland? It's true. Um, back to Deshaun Kaiser real quick. Um He's got to go up against Pittsburgh, who have historically done well against rookie quarterbacks. Um, I'm, not, I'm just not, you know, the, the Browns are on the right track, but they're number three still. And, yes, they did draft Miles Garrett, freaking nature defensive end. I'm waiting, to, I'm waiting to see how he does. He was talking trash to Big Ben uh, and, and the Steelers' offensive line. We'll see what happens, you know. What's coming up. Um, I've got the Baltimore Ravens. Um, Joe Flacco's coming back. Thank God for them. Uh, if they'd have had Ryan Mount, I probably would have had – the Baltimore Ravens at the number three spot, in all honesty. Um, but uh, Joe Flacco's come back. They've got a mediocre run game with Terrence West. Um, they did add Jeremy Macklin, um, who didn't play very well last year. They do have Mike Wallace, who's okay. Um, their tight end, uh, Dennis Pitt, is gone because of injury. Um, I'm just – I'm not liking the Baltimore Ravens a whole lot either. Their defense will be good, as usual. Um, uh, the Steelers, I just think the division just took a st- – the rest of the division kind of took a step back. The Steelers moved forward. Um, you you tell me who you're going to double cover, and then I'm going to tell you who's going to be wide open on that with the wide receiver. Yeah, um, you're not going to be able to – you're not going to be able to cover Levy himself. Um, one of the most 
patient running back we've ever seen. Uh, then you've got the defense, Stephon Tewitt, um, Cameron Hayward, Ryan Shazier, of course. You mentioned T.J. Watt. You, we, they now have Joe Hayden. Uh, they've got um, – oh, my gosh, I can't even think of his name right now. Um, Austin, safety. safety. Who, who are you talking Steelers. about? I'm sorry, I didn't hear it. Steelers. Eli Rogers, Vance McDonald. Where are we going? No. Steelers, free safety. You cannot hear you. No, you can't. All right, we free safety. Who am I th- trying to think of? Free safety, Mike. Uh, my God. I can't even believe this. I'm a Steelers fan. I can't even think of his name. Mitchell? Mitchell. Mike Mitchell. Thank you. There we go. Sorry, Sorry I about that, Yeah, we got Mike Mitchell on the back end. Uh, like I said, Joe Hayden. They've also got Artie Burns, who played well last year for, as a rookie. Um, they've also got Bubba Green, who played very well in the playoffs last year. He's going to take them today easy. All right, guys, we move to the AFC West. Let's just, let's just get it out there. Who's, who's the top team, Austin? Go, go with your top and team. And where? No, start, in the West? No, stop with the start, start bottom up. All right, you want to go bottom up. All right, start with the very last team in the AFC West. Who's your last place team? Stellar Dweller, AFC West. The Broncos. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And who's your top team? Am I going bottom up? Or? Yeah, yeah, you're going bottom, bottom up. up. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got the Broncos and the Chiefs. Okay. And then for your number two and number one team, Austin? That's bottom up. Broncos last, Chiefs second yeah. last. Yeah. And, and then your number one and number two team. Oh, Chargers are second, Raiders are first. Okay. Okay. Um, Big D? Uh, I'm going to surprise you guys uh, with my pick, but I think the Broncos are going to see this in last. I don't think Trevor Simeon is impressive enough. Uh, he's not impressive. Brock Osweiler coming back to me that got a That's a meltdown. Right. Chiefs, they've done nothing about Alex Smith. Uh, they're they're going to finish in next to last. And then finally, the top spot. Ted, you're, you're going to be shocked at this. Okay. It's the Chargers for me. You're taking the, the Chargers. The Chargers will be the top team in this division. It's going to be so with the Raiders, I think. We've got to be careful. We've got to be wary of the injury bug when it comes to the Raiders. They've proven uh, that if Derek Carr goes down, they can't win games. Uh, and if Derek Carr goes down this year, they're done. Uh, I'm just going to tell you right now, they they are finished. Uh, they will crumple again. Uh, whereas the Chargers have a proven starter, a guy that can win games. Now, I know the wide receiver core is not what we uh, would hope for mm-hmm. with the Chargers, but let's face it, in the past, uh, Phillip Rivers has done less with, you know, he, with him it's, you know, less can be more sometimes. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that's proven in the past that he can be consistent mm-hmm. in delivering uh, I, I still like I like his chances to sneak in there and steal the division. I'm, a, I'm actually going to disagree with you guys for the last place in the division. I'm actually going to put the Chiefs at the at last place. Um, Alex Smith just does not impress me. Their defense is getting old. Um, they're, I'm, I, we're waiting to see what running back uh, Kareem Hunt does. Um, you know, we're going to have to wait and find out. Uh, the Broncos, for me, are third place now. Again, Trevor Simeon being a mediocre quarterback. When C.J. Anderson played last year as, at running back, he did well. He, did. he, he got hurt, though. So, I hope to see him play actually play this year. Yeah. But their defense is phenomenal. It's it's stout all the way around. Um, 
I think that takes them over the Chiefs. So then that my number two and number one spot. You know, I, I think the Chargers are number two. Um, they're in the right direction. Unfortunately for Philip Rivers, he's not getting any younger. Um, but I've got the Raiders at number one. Um, that offense is too. The offense is too high powered, uh, and the defense is has gotten better for the Raiders. Um, so let's go ahead and move on to the AFC South, guys. The last one. AFC South. All right. Awesome, awesome. awesome. Who do you have? Bottom up. In the South, I have the Jaguars last. That's going to shock a lot okay. of people, I know. Uh, the second last, I got the Colts are third. Texans are second, and I actually have the Titans winning. Okay. Big D, how about you? Guys, I'm going to disagree with Austin. Okay. Uh, I am going to tell you the Colts will finish in last place this year. Okay. Uh, for starters, we're, uh, there's, there's question marks around Andrew Luck. He's been he's been questionable. In the, he's been questionable over the last couple of seasons. Everybody's talked praised uh, Andrew Luck, but let's face it, uh, the weapons are not there. Mm-hmm. Whether Andrew Luck starts or not, to me, is not relevant. Uh, he he doesn't have the weapons to keep up in a division that's getting incre- that's basically becoming an arms race. Uh, slowly but surely. So your number two, number one. Uh, my number two and number one. So I'm I'm going to put the uh, Jags uh, tightly in there at the number three spot, Ted. Yep. But number two is going to be the Texans. Mm-hmm. The Texans defense is tough. It's stout. Their mm-hmm. offense. They've got some playmakers. They've got the DeAndre Hopkins. They've got they've got some guys on their offense that can make plays. Right. Uh, but I think the Titans. The Titans. The Titans are the scary team in that division this mm-hmm. year. They're going to shock a lot of people this year. They were very active this offseason. They went out. They got some players on the team. They got some playmakers. They've got some defense on the team. Uh, they are uh, going to be a force to be reckoned with this year in that division. They're going to steal some games from some people out of their division. Uh, I like the Titans making a push for at least a wild card spot this year. Ten, okay. You're up. Well, I'm going to have to agree with Austin Austin on the bottom feeder. It's going to be the Jaguars. Uh, main reason, Big D. Blake Bortles. It yeah, comes you know, right down I, to I that. I see where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, from. Indianapolis Colts are number three, uh, mainly because Andrew Luck's coming back uh, in a couple weeks. Uh, head coach Caldwell, Jim Caldwell, has mentioned that. Mm-hmm. It probably won't be week one, but a little, you know, earlier in the season, he's coming back. So they've got T.Y. Hilton. They've got Moncrief. They've got Jack Doyle. They do um, their defense has improved. It's gotten younger. Got some more playmakers on there. Uh, I so I, that's why I got them at number three. Number two, I'm going to have to agree with you guys, it's going to be the Texans. I uh, also want to say uh, prayers to uh, all of Houston. Um, we feel for you guys. It is an absolute tragedy, uh, travesty um, what's going on down there, and it sounds like they're going to get more, possibly more hurricanes yeah, and stuff, and it's it's awful. Um, but also, I got the Houston Texans. I'm sorry to interrupt, yeah. but if you want to text to help out the – uh, the Harvey victims text nine zero nine nine nine. I know I've done this to support. Um, and it, it, a little bit helps. I know WalMarts and all the local stores are doing this. Just please, guys, even a dollar can help. I know it might not seem like much, but any little bit of help. Yeah. So please, just do something. Could you repeat that number, Austin, one more time? <laughs> it is nine zero nine nine nine. Yeah, guys. Uh, if you you know. We don't we don't normally put put you know people out there to uh, mm-hmm. you know you know support you know with money and whatnot but mm-hmm. uh, these are, these are your neighbors you know they may seem far away but these are people just like you and me who are going through a really tough time I mean they they're getting a raw end of things right Absolutely. now and nature has really just been it's, it's bombarding on them it's yeah. bombarding them and they've got another big storm heading their way uh, so guys oh important to note Ted want to bring this up 
J.J. Uh, Watt also. He's having a great. He's having a great charity run for them. Uh, so, guys, uh, pay attention to J.J. Watt. He's uh, actually raised over $17 million. Yeah, he's raised uh, a lot of money for them. Uh, you can follow J.J. Watt on social media. He's also got a charity. If you can't remember that number that we posted, follow J.J. Watt. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's easy to follow J.J. Watt. He's, he's definitely a trademark down in Houston. Um, listen, guys, uh, again, prayers up to uh, Houston. Yes. Texas are my number two. Um, they've got um, Tom Savage as their number one quarterback. They've got DeAndre Hopkins. They've got Braxton Miller. They've got C.J. Fedorowicz. Uh, they've got Lamar Miller as their running back. Um, their defense is the Houston Texans defense, guys. Come on. Um, obviously, it's going to do well for them. Uh, Tennessee Titans, there's no question. They are going to take the number one spot, in my opinion. Um, they've got two – Marcus Mariota, let's start with him. They, he's got too many weapons around him for you to do anything with. And all seriousness, Corey Davis, Eric Decker, Rashard Matthews, um, Delaney Walker. As far as I'm concerned, he's got no excuses this year. And then you've got uh, DeMarco Murray for your run game. There is no reason why that team, that offense should not flourish. On top of that, they've added guys on defense. Cornerback Logan Ryan, that's a big one. Um, I, there's no reason, in my opinion, Titans don't take this division. Hands down. Yep. Yep. So, now we've got to do playoffs. We've got to do playoffs. Real fast. Oh, let's do it. Um, you want to start with Awesome Austin? Awesome Austin, who do you have for your wild card? Um, who do you have for the playoffs, the six teams each, on each side? <clears throat> start with your wild cards. Work your way up. You said which side, AFC or NFC? Start with the NFC, go with your wild cards, and work your way up. All right. With my sixth spot, I have the Buccaneers. Said I, I think they can make the playoffs. I like them a lot. Um, Doug Martin being suspended the first three games hurts a little bit, but I think they can overcome it with a good passing attack. I think they'll get that sixth spot. At number five, yes, Ed, you said it. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is still going to make the playoffs despite him not winning the division title. He's done it multiple times. Um, I think they get that fifth, that fifth wild card or that fifth spot in the wild card. Um, the fourth spot, I have the Philadelphia Eagles as the fourth fourth seed in that division or the fourth in that conference. In in the conference, I mean. Uh, then I follow mm-hmm. that up with the Minnesota Vikings as the third, the Atlanta Falcons as the second, and I think the Seahawks will be the number one seed in the NFC. Very interesting. Okay. Um, I'm gonna make this a little easier on us. I think we should instead of trying to do wild card and work your way up. You got your division winners. Those should obviously go in first. So those those are the four teams right there, right? Um, right. So, so then I've got the Eagles, the Packers, um, the Falcons, the Seahawks as my four teams winning their division. Um, and then you've got, let's see, so my wild cards, I do believe it's the Detroit Lions is one of them. I like the Detroit Lions a lot. Um, I'm looking here, guys. I want to make sure before I say wild card, throw down a little bit, Big D. You got it. Keep going. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I think the Seahawks are the only team that makes the NFC West. So to me, it's either going to go next to the Giants or the Panthers. And I'm going to say it. Carolina Panthers. Oh, kid. I'm going with the Cats making the wild card. We're not going to call it the wild card. We're going to call it the wildcat down there wildcat, huh? for the NFC division or conference. Um, as far as number one goes, I guess you got to do the number one bye week. Um, 
I'm going to say the Falcons. Falcons, okay. Right. You want to rank the other guys? Yes, Packers are two. Okay. Uh, Seahawks are three, and Eagles make four. All right, well, guys, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and follow suit with what Ted did. I'm going to pick my divisional. Yeah, that just makes sense. Uh, I'm going with the Eagles. I'm going with the Packers. I'm going with the Falcons. And I'm going with the Seahawks. Oh, I thought you had the. Uh, oh, I mean, I'm sorry. Buccaneers. You know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Let me back back there. I'm going to go with the Buccaneers winning the division. Uh, I think uh, I think the Eagles will steal yeah, the third. Yeah. yeah I think the Eagles will steal the third spot in the playoffs this year and think they're good enough that they can do that. Okay. So I think uh, the Buccaneers will come in at the four. Okay. Uh, the Packers will be second, mm-hmm. and the Seahawks will be first. Uh, don't you have the Don't you have the Lions winning your NFC North? Oh, yes, you do. Yeah, I do. I'm sorry. The Lions will take that. Why, why am I back? Sorry, right, the Lions will be second. Now the Lions will be second only mm-hmm. because I think they'll they'll eke out one more win okay. in the Buccaneers. So then the Seahawks are number one. So who's your yeah. wild card, Big D? Wild card. Um, this is gonna be tough for me. Oh, for my wild card, I've got the Packers coming in. Was it that wasn't too tough? Uh, <laughs> but well, he said. It's really tough in that in that uh, in that NFC because we've got got a lot of teams, a lot of good teams, a lot of good teams. Uh, but for the for the wild card for me, you know, I've got to go with the Redskins. I'm going to go with the Redskins. So you're leaving Super Super Bowl, uh, yeah, runner up. I'm, I'm leaving. Oh. I'm leaving Super Bowl runner up out this year. You're not. The Atlanta's not going to make it. In your, that's your call. Uh, I don't. I. I think Atlanta. I think Atlanta's overrated, Ted. Wow. I think they're wow. overrated. They were. Listen. Here's something we forget. Atlanta was 11 and five last year. Yeah. Yes, they made the Super Bowl. Uh, but I'm going to tell you, there were a lot of injuries in their division. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of injuries. Uh, in the playoffs last mm-hmm. year in the NFC, we saw we saw plenty of players go down. Um, I, I I think it's not going to be as fortuitous this year for the Atlanta Falcons. I don't I'm think it's happening. I really am shocked with that big. I don't team. think it's happening. I think the NFC so, is too competitive. Now we got to go to the AFC to NFC pick up guys, pick the playoffs here. We got another phone call here, and I think I know who that is. But before we get to that phone call, we're going to finish up the for the AFC. And awesome, we're going to go ahead and have you give your put the division winners down. And then pick your two wild cards. Oh, the AFC, the AFC. Bottom up, I had the Chargers getting that sixth spot. Yep. I had the Dolphins getting the fifth spot. Titans are my fourth seed. Raiders are my third seed. Steelers are the second seed. And I got the Patriots as the one. Um, I'm just going to say this. The AFC is not that competitive. Um, There's really only... I think maybe three teams that can get a wild card spot. So I, I just think that it's not going to be as competitive as the NFC as usual. Um, awesome, awesome. Go ahead and give those back. That big D didn't get to hear all those. So go ahead and can you rattle them off real quick? Bottom up: Chargers, Dolphins, yeah. Titans, Raiders, Titans, Steelers, yeah. and Patriots. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Big D. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to come in it. Um, I got. Uh, I got the wild. I'm, I'm gonna go with my divisions first. Right. Um. I've got the Titans. Okay. Okay. Titans are coming in, taking the division. Bottom up here for the division. 
I got the Chargers. Right. I got the Steelers. Mm-hmm. And I got the Patriots. So who's your wild card? My wild card. Wild card. Uh, we're going with uh, the the Raiders. The Raiders mm-hmm. will still make the playoffs. I think they will come in as a wild card. And Ted. Yeah. Ted, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna come in here. And I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a little little shocker here. Texans. Okay. Texans gonna take out wild card spot. I think. Okay. Uh, I like it. Um, so for the division winners for me is obviously the Tennessee Titans. Um, the for now Oakland Raiders. But let you go ahead and catch up. There oh, you go. There you go. Um, obviously the Pittsburgh Steelers, and then the New England Patriots. Yeah, a lot of overlap here for now. Yeah, for a little bit. Um, and as my wild card, I've got the Dolphins. And scroll down for me real quick, Big D. You got it. No problem. Again, they got to make sure. So I've got that knocked out. I don't think any of those guys are going to make it. Nope, nope, nope. Teddy, you know you just want to follow <laughs> suit with me. I'm going to go ahead and just pick the Texans then. Texans. Follow suit with me. Be okay, okay, okay. I, I still think the Texans are good enough to make the playoffs. Because I say I got the Raiders on my right. Yeah, that was my division winner. So yeah. All right. Who who wins the AFC, guys? <laughs> That's what it comes down to. Awesome. Or the NFC and the AFC. Right. Austin, go ahead and start with your NFC pick. Who goes to the Super Bowl? AFC pick. Who goes to the Super Bowl? I have the Atlanta Falcons defeating the Seattle Seahawks. Okay. And, and they, will be playing, they will be playing the Pittsburgh Steelers, who defeated the New England Patriots. I love that one. NFC, That's Super an exciting Steelers, Super Bowl. It really NFC, is. Uh, who's that, Falcons? Yeah, Falcons win it. Okay. Um, so who wins the Super Bowl, Austin, for your pick? I think you guys should go first. Okay. Oh, okay. Ted, why don't you follow up? I'm not ready. You're not ready? I'm not ready. Okay, so it's pretty I'm easy not. for me with this one. See, it's going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers winning the championship against the Patriots. And then NFC, you know what? It's crazy for me to say this, but Austin and I are going to agree with this. It's going to be a Falcons-Steelers Super Bowl. Oh, snap. And how exciting would that be, Austin? How awesome would that be? Oh, snap. Look at us, Ted. Well, I mean, it would be very exciting. I mean, look at the offenses. Oh, my God. Let me tell you something. I disagree. All right, let's go it's for it. It's not going to happen. I've got the AFC. I am going to agree. The Steelers, the Steelers are on this, but the NFC, I totally disagree. I am going to surprise you guys. Guys, it's going to be the battle for, Pitt, for, for Pennsylvania supremacy. I am going with the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm a believer in that defense. I'm a believer in Carson Wentz. This is the year they take their division. And, guys, we all know how scary the Eagles can be when they get to the playoffs. Wow. I'm going to shock the world here. I'm going with the Philadelphia Eagles. Wow. Um, oh, I did not Austin. see that coming. I did not see that coming. I am, going, I, I, am, I, am, I am not – I do not think uh, that we've given them enough respect on as far as the defense goes. I am very intimidated by that defense. Um, yeah, yeah, you know I what, just, Dallas? I mean – Dallas, I think you uh, made a lot of fans on our on our Philadelphia based uh, show here with that pick. Yeah, I think you're, I think you're just trying to no, no, accommodate no, Philadelphia. No, uh, no, I honestly, no, I, I honestly do. I honestly think that the Eagles are poised to make a deep run of the playoffs this year. Uh-huh. Uh, they were on the cusp last year. I think they didn't have all the pieces, but I think the pieces are there. The potential for success is there. 
if there was ever a time where the Eagles had enough weapons on both the offensive and defensive side of the ball to make a play, yeah. not only for their division, but also for the playoffs, it's now. Okay. And it's right now. Awesome, Austin. I want to thank you for coming on here, big guy. We, of course, love having you on our show. Um, we're going to have to wait and see how the season starts. Can't wait for football to start, man. Sure, sure. You want my Super Bowl pit winner? Oh, yeah, I forgot about you. You didn't pick your winner. <laughs> um, you know what? I, I'm still undecided, but just for you, Ted, I'm going to say Big Ben gets it and he rides off into the sunset a happy man. Yeah, I mean, what a, what a feel-good story, right? Big Ben retires with another ring. Love it. Yep, yep. And then, of course, it's, it's the stairway to seven for the Pittsburgh Steelers, guys. Yeah. I might be showing a little bias there, but it's all right. Yeah, yeah. You coming to me with the <laughs> coming to me with the bias? You got you got uh, black and yellow represented well in here. Who did you have win the Super Bowl? Was it the Eagles? Did the Eagles win in the Super Bowl? No, I had them going. Oh, so you have the Steelers. Winning. I have the Steelers. So winning we're all repping black and yellow. We're all repping the black and yellow. I, you know what? Just for that, I might be buying you guys some Steelers jerseys. Just, you know, you guys are just such big fans. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> get out of here. They're just coming here with that. Hey, oh, Ted. Awesome, Austin. Awesome. Yes, sir. You don't, you don't have to buy me a jersey. I'll just take a, a T-shirt with the name on the back. Uh, uh, Mr. Antonio Brown? Well, let's see how tonight goes in our one fantasy league. If I get Lev Bell, man, I, I want my Lev Bell jersey. Uh, you know what? I, Michelle has one. I bought her one. Did you? So she'll be repping. All right. Yeah. So, all right, man. Thanks well, for calling. We will talk to you next week as once football's here. So talk to you later, Austin. Later, guys, and thanks for having me on. Oh, yeah. And, guys, guess what? We have another caller on here. He's been waiting very patiently. I do believe this is Mr. Tim Scott. Tim Scott, welcome to Straight Football Talk. I am Teddy the Bear Tate. Alongside me here is Dallas Big D. Duke. Hey, how you guys doing today? Doing great. We're doing. You know, I. Uh, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm doing good myself. <clears throat> good. Um, you know, I hate to kick it off like the, the, the interview off like this, Tim, but. Unfortunately, you were uh, cut by the New York Giants, correct? Yes. Uh, I actually just got signed to the practice squad, though. Oh, so you were on the practice squad. Good. That, go. that makes me very happy. I saw that, and I was like, man, I, you know, anybody that I interview, I have to prove you know. But I'm glad you got to the practice squad. Um, so glad we can go ahead and talk about that one. Um what you you got to tell us what it's like to be in the NFL locker room, um, you know, especially right now. The, the season's about to start. Um, you've been on the, with the Redskins, you've been with the Cowboys and the Cleveland Browns, now with the New York Giants. What's the atmosphere in New York like? Uh, it's great. Uh, for me personally, I was born and raised in New York. Uh, I was born in the Bronx. So, Oh, wow. Just being signed here a couple of weeks ago, or really a week ago, you know, and being able to have two games in front of my family was amazing. Uh, you know, the football part is fun, of course. You know, on the field you're just playing ball. But there's nothing like having your family come watch you. So uh, being able to have that opportunity was more than a blessing to me, and uh, it was even more motivation. Oh, I'm sure. That, that, that would be awesome. I mean, they watch you – um, as you know, obviously as a kid growing up playing football, moving on to the high school level, then college level, and now the pro level, that'd, that'd be amazing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and the atmosphere in New York is great. Uh, I feel like we had a, a pretty good preseason as 
as a team. Um, the defense played phenomenal, especially the, I mean the first team played phenomenal. Uh, you know, right with the you know scoring touchdowns and all that good stuff. You know, when your defense is scoring touchdowns for you, it makes the game a little easier. Um, so yeah, they're they're definitely one of the top cores. Uh, and chemistry-wise, they're one of the top guys I've ever been around. So it's, it's definitely nice to be able to be in that room and pick the brains of the guy that's been here. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so go ahead. You, you, you mentioned the number one guys, but, you know, preseason, it really isn't meant for the number one guys except for the fact that, you know, let's get the rust off of us. You know, let's go ahead and mesh together. Preseason typically for um, – Guys like yourself, try to make that roster, you know, second, third, fourth string, depending on what position that you're at. Tell us what it's like to mm-hmm. for uh, a spot on an NFL team. Um, say, that, say that last part again, please. Uh, uh, tell us what it's like to compete for a spot on the NFL team. Oh, um, honestly, my personal opinion, I think it's fun. Um, you know, it's a lot of a lot of people get mixed up into being a man since they were a kid. Um, you know, being being able to do whatever they wanted on the field and not have anything to worry about. You know, but once you get to the league, you're going against everybody's number one guy since they were a kid. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, being able to make a difference on the field really is all mental. So the guys that can mentally get the playbook down, the guys that put in that extra effort, the guys that want to put in that work to get that spot are the guys that get it. Um, you know, some guys can't really take the mental part of it um, because everybody has the talent. So right. being, being, being on the field and competing for those spots, it's really fun. Um, it's just ball once you get on the field. But after that, you know, anything can happen business-wise. Everyone knows that part of the game. But just being on the field and competing and doing what you've done since you were five, six, seven years old, nothing like it you know all you can do is do you put the best tape you can put out of yourself on the field and just let everything else work out for itself absolutely I mean that's a great answer I I absolutely love that answer and and I like the fact that you're having fun yeah you're competing you're trying to earn a spot but it's fun football for it's meant to be fun that's why you guys are doing what you love to do I mean that it's 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 a dream come true for you guys to be uh in the NFL um Another question I have for you is you've got the likes of, obviously, Janoris Jenkins as the number one cornerback. Um, Eli Apple, drafted last year. Um, and then you've got Dominique rogers Um You're listed as a, a defensive back, but they have you at safety, correct? Uh, I was playing corner and nickel. In the corner and nickel. Okay, so I'm on the right track then. Okay. So when you've got your own game, you, the way the way you play, do you try to – Pick off, you know, pick Janoris Jenkins' brain, Eli Apple's brain. Try to see what they're, you know, what they're doing, and try to, you know, bring that to your game as well. Oh, I'll be stupid if I didn't do that. Um, <laughs> you know, every everyone has their skill sets that they have. Everyone, you know, you have that press corner, you have that man corner, you have the hard hitter, you have the cover guy. You know, it's nothing. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. One thing about football that I tell a lot of the, you know, young guys that I talk to from college or high school, you can. is always pick the brains of the older guys, the guys that's been through it for years. So, you know, me right. being a corner, I, I understand the concept of being a corner. I know what I need to do. 
but there's little things in between, like the tendencies of an offense that a guy like a DRC can give me, that a guy like Jack Rabbit can give me, Eli can give me, because they've gone through it time and time again. Uh, you know, Eli's only been in the league for a year, but, you know, Jack Rabbit and, and DRC, they've been in it for so long. They've seen every and any type of offense that they can bring to the field. So right. they're saying something in the, in the meeting rooms as a young person, even as a vet, it doesn't really matter who. If if you're not listening to them, then you're doing nothing besides hurting yourself. Right, absolutely. Because those those, um, those those guys bring nothing but knowledge. Um. So do you try to? I I don't want to say imitate, but do you try to you know, um, replicate some of the things that they do, um, or, like during during their game? How you know how they um, do their press coverage? How they you know that stuff? I mean, it's all you know strategic and everything, but. Do you try to imitate some of the stuff that they do? Oh, yes. Uh, when it comes to the point of technique-wise, really all techniques are the same. You just have to perfect that craft. But when it comes to, um, you know, disguising the defense, uh, understanding what's about to come, that's where I try right. to, you know, co- copycat them. Because they know, okay, right. on third and five, okay, we, we saw on a film that he likes to do this, so let's show him one look but give them a totally different look once the ball is snapped. So, like, things like that, I, I, I definitely try my best to imitate because that's how you get a step ahead of the offense, you know. So, it, it, like I said, it will be dumb of me if I try not to imitate those guys when it comes to things like that. But technique-wise, it's all the same. You just have to perfect the technique. But the mental part of it, I'm trying to copycat them and pick their brain as much as possible. Right. Right. Uh- Again, that's another great answer. Um, again, you were signed by the Giants. You were cut. Now you're on the uh, practice squad. Um, you bounced around the NFL to, on several t- different teams. Um, does that motivate you even more to to make uh, the the 53-man roster on a team? Uh, does that you know just feel your feel your fire? And if so, what are you taking from each time you know? You know, each team you go, you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it definitely motivates me. Um, for the simple fact that I know I can play in this league. Um, right. You know, when I was re- when I was released from the Browns, you know, my next stint with any team was a year later. So for me to be able right. to you know step into a great organization like the Giants, you know, that's a blessing that they believed in me a year after being off the field. You know it was even more motivation to show them, like, okay, I've been a, I've been off for a year, but I can play ball now. So in my two games with them, I, I felt like I proved myself that, yes, I haven't been, you know, on tape or on the field for a, a while, but I can play ball. Um, and I feel like the organization believed in me since they wanted to sign me back to the P squad. You know, that, that somewhat shows that yeah. they have, you know, that confidence in me that I can be that type of guy for them. So, I, I definitely think it's a blessing. Absolutely. Um, you said you're from New York. Growing up, yes. were you a Giants or Jets fan, or or was there another team that was your you know favorite team? Oh no, def- definitely Giants fan. Um, you know the Tiki Barber <laughs> days, the Michael Strahan days. You know Jason Jason Seahorn. And I know it was. I, I definitely I definitely was a Giants fan growing up, and and it's great to know that I can play for my true childhood team. Uh, so, yeah, I've been a Giants fan since I can remember playing football, and now I'm playing for a team that 
I've loved watching since a kid. So it's definitely, definitely love. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be surreal. You know, every every player wants to make it to the NFL, uh, no matter what team it is. But to make it to a team that you've rooted for your entire life, that has to mean just so much more. Oh, yeah, and I definitely got a little bit less stress off my plate now with my mom since she was a Giants fan. <laughs> my rookie year when I signed with the Cowboys, she was giving me hell. So <laughs> she was – so she's finally she finally happy she can truly root 100% for her team, so – yeah, I got some. I got some stress lifted off my shoulders. <laughs> well, you know, when when Mama speaks, you got to listen. You know, who are you telling? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, we've had a couple young bucks on the show come yeah. come on here. Some guys that are trying to make the the NFL. Um, obviously, you know, guys like yourself who've made the practice squad. You're still competing, trying to make that 53 man roster. Um, these guys haven't even made a practice squad, um, aren't even on a team. What advice do you have for these guys? I mean, they're they're still grinding, they're still putting their their names out there, you know, still putting out their resume. They're they're still doing the forty yard dash and everything, trying to prove themselves. What what advice, as a player that has made it to a team, what do you have for them? Um, really, just the number one thing is just stay positive, you know. Um. Just because just because you weren't drafted or just because you got cut or just because you haven't found that right team doesn't mean that you aren't good enough. You know, I've been I've been through, you know, a few teams and I just I mean, it just wasn't God's plan to have me there. So what I did was, you know, I, I got a job. You know, I got my degree, so I said, Okay, cool, I'm gonna put that to use. I got a job in the government. I was working and then after work I was working out I was doing my football workouts and then you know, it come to find out a team called, and I was prepared. You always have to stay prepared in this league. You never know when they're going to call. So, you know, you just got to stay positive because everybody's path is really different. You know, you have guys that's been cut like a James Harrison multiple times, and all it took mm-hmm. was that one time. It took that one play, and look where his career went, you know. You know, every, everybody's yeah. different. You can't everyone can't be drafted first round. Only thirty two guys a year can get drafted first round. So you just gotta stay positive and do what you need to do and you know, when you when that opportunity comes you just have to seize it. That's that's honestly the only thing you can say. Um, because when that opportunity comes, it's gonna suck when you're not prepared for it and then you lost out on a on a bad one. So Right. You know, that's that's all you gotta do. Just stay positive and be ready. You know, so because you may get that call today, tomorrow, you may get it next month. But if you prepare for it and they see you had a great workout and they see that you, you look ready, then you're going to get your shot. Just like you said, that's what Absolutely. preseason is for, definitely. That, those, that preseason, you know, the starters are going to play one, two series. And after that, everybody else is going to play. You're going to have just an equal opportunity to show that you belong in an organization. So as long right. as you and stay you ready and – Oh, you can go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, you're you're fine, Sam. Uh, all I was going to say is you mentioned preseason again, and I hear so many guys saying, oh, preseason doesn't matter. Um, it matters to somebody, that's for sure. It matters trying to make that spot. You know, it obviously matters, mattered to you, you know. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and to get watch these guys compete, I mean, and work their tails off to make a team, is it's, 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 it's almost an art form in itself, you know. You just saw uh, today – that Bernard Reedy, who's tried out for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers multiple mm-hmm. times, yeah, 
finally got time. Yeah. Uh, and I got to wonder, Tim, when you see stories like that, you've been in this guy's, you've been in this guy's position. You've gone and tried out over and over and over again. And you mentioned mm-hmm. that, you know, you got to stay positive and, and know that you, you're good enough. But what else, what else can these young players take away from, from guys like you, guys who have made teams and maybe have been bounced around a little bit? Uh, what, what can they take away uh, that helps them not become discouraged? Uh, you just got to keep on working. You know, just because that one organization you were with, you know, it didn't work out with, you have 31 other teams, you know. So right. there, there's 31 other teams, especially during preseason. All 32 teams are watching your film. So you may, you know, I may be with the Giants right now, and, you know, I played that fourth preseason game, and I had a great game. But they might just not – numbers-wise, they just don't have a spot for me. But, you know, a team like the Bucks or the Colts or whatever team in the league is like, you know what, this guy really shows that he can play. So they're going to contact you and they, they're going to work you out or going to sign you to the P-Squad active. You never know. So every you just got to stay positive. And every time you're on that field, you have to give it 100%. Because if you're not, somebody else will. And I promise you that. There's, there's, plenty, of guys in the, there's, there's plenty of guys in the league where you hear the Alabamas, you hear the Florida States, you hear the, the, the Floridas, the, all those big-time schools. But then every, every year, you got that first or second round pick where they'd be like, huh? A D3 school? Yeah. What? Yeah. I never heard of, I never heard of this kid. But then he, he comes come to find out he's one of the best guys in the league. He becomes a pro bowler or he becomes a, a top guy on his team because he put in the work. It don't matter what school you go to. You go to any college. But if you, if you can play ball and coaches and organizations know that, then, you, then you're going to get your opportunity. You just have to be ready. <clears throat> Yeah, and, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that because a great example um, is the L.A. Rams receiver, Cooper Cup. Um, went to, yeah, he went, played at Eastern Washington in college. You look at him in preseason, he's played phenomenal, um, and he's definitely earned a starting spot. I think he's the starter for the slot role. So. And, and for a guy that for a guy that went to a small school, he still racked up over 6,000 yards. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, 6,000 yards is 6,000 yards no matter where you get. Right. Yeah. 78. Every football field 78. Game size. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, you said you had another one? Yeah. Um, so you mentioned, you know, the struggles of preseason. Take us through the intensity level of guys in preseason. Yeah. You know, what's the mindset? Yes, we understand you guys are trying to make a roster, but what, what's it like to line up against a guy that you know has to impress, that you know every game he's got to be better uh, and you've got to be better? So take us through what that's like, knowing that each and every game uh, could be your last. You know, it's, I mean, it's preseason. You could get cut at any time. You, mm-hmm. you don't have your spot locked up. Yeah, I would say you just got to stay one step ahead. Like I said earlier, you know, everybody has the talent. If you're in the league, even if you have a shot in the league, you have the talent to be here. So now you have to take that out of the situation, and you, now you have to ask yourself, okay, cool, how can I get a step ahead of the guy I'm about to go against? And it's all in the film room. If you know exactly what's about to happen, if you know exactly, okay, you know, third, third and five, or we're on the, we're on the near field, okay, I know exactly what's coming because I watched it on film a thousand times before this. So when you add that to your, to your athletic ability, boom, you're already one step ahead. So there's guys that have the talent that just don't have the effort or the focus, and there's guys that put in the work that really aren't that talented, but – they put in so much work where they're going to beat that guy with the talent. 
Um, and that's just really how preseason is. You know, you, you realize a lot who has the work ethic to be here because the talent is there. Everyone in the room has talent. But when you can mentally put the game into your, into your, uh, into your repertoire and do what you need to do then, then you're good. But the intensity is always there. But you just the number one rule, really, especially being a corner, our, our, one of our big rules is my guy's just not going to make the play. So when you go into every play, every down like that, saying, okay, my guy just isn't going to make the play. I'm going to do my job. Then you should be fine. But when you start overthinking it and try to make too many plays, that's when that's when you mess up. Right. Absolutely. Good, Big D. Tell, tell me uh, also – you're, you're on the practice squad. We've seen players throughout the year get signed by other teams uh, from practice squads. Yep. If there's teams right now that were in need of your services, um, I know you're happy being at the Giants. You know, you, you want to be part of that organization. But is there any teams out there right now that you could see yourself playing in, you know, somewhere down the line this season? Uh, and if so, which, which ones would you prefer to play at? Uh, which um, systems do you think you'd throw in? Um specific teams I don't know who exactly off top of the head but I do know that I'm a one thing I do know about myself is that I'm a smart guy I feel like I can go into any mm-hmm. system and learn and learn the system good enough to where I can play on at a at a high level um you know I take pride I take pride in you know the defense and being one of the smarter guys on the field and understanding what's going on so you know, there's teams that I know have some injuries to the to their secondary, like the Colts and things like that. So, um, will I be able? Do I think I'll be able to come to their system and and and, and excel? I think I'll be able to because I believe in myself and I know that I'm smart enough to do it. And it's a job, just like any other job. This Absolutely. is my job, so I have no choice. So, um, it, that's the only team that comes off top of the head that I know, I that could you know need some secondary help. But um, other than that, I think I can go into any system, press team, zone zone team, a- any team. I think I will I will be able to you know learn it and understand what they're trying to get out of it. Love it. Um, quick, one more one more serious question. Then we're going to have a, a you know couple fun questions for you, Tim. Um, and the question I have is. Eli Manning's not getting younger, right? He's getting older. Um, the offense, it looks like it's primed for a championship year. Uh, the defense, obviously, is primed for a championship year. Is that is, is, is Super Bowl on everybody, everybody's mind? I mean, it's on everybody's mind uh, in preseason. You know, hey, we're doing good. We're, you know, every team looks good. But, obviously, there has to be a loser and there has to be a winner. Is everybody on the same page, Super Bowl or, or nothing this year? Oh, yeah. I think I think an organization like this, you know, that's one that has to be a goal. Um, we're, right. we're definitely from what I from since I came in and the way the coaches are, the players are, and just the mentality around you know the building, everyone wants to go to the Super Bowl. They're not just saying, "Oh, let's win some games." You know, let's just keep improving. Right. No, they, their their number one goal is to win the Super Bowl, and they you know Eli has done that twice. So right, um, it, it's definitely a good thing to have, you know, Super Bowl winning players around because you know you can see their work ethic. You can see what they want to do to get to that big stage. And not just get to it, win it. You know? And one of those years, if I'm not mistaken, they beat the undefeated Patriots team. So it's 
it's it's definitely nice being in an organization like this because they're definitely Super Bowl or nothing. You know, that's definitely the goal. And they're definitely doing everything in their ability to make sure that happens. Right. And I know you played on the Cleveland Browns. You, you know, you were part of that team. And I hate to, you know, really put it like this, but, you know, obviously the Cleveland Browns aren't going to go to the Super Bowl. You know, they weren't last year. They're, they're more than likely not going to go this year. Um, how does that feel for you knowing that you, you went from a, a pretender to a, a contending team? Um, honestly, I'm in the same mindset. I'm still yeah. in the mindset of, you know, I'm going to do my best to prove that I belong on the team. You know, there, there are mm-hmm. guys here that, that, that in Cleveland that can play. They definitely got some players mm-hmm. there. Um, and, and, you know, along with the Giants, they got some players here too. And it's just my job mm-hmm. to show that I belong. So it doesn't matter what organization you're in, you're still going to have to put in that same work. Absolutely. And, 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 and you playing with the Browns, I'm going to allude into this a little bit too here, but you playing with the Browns, obviously you know who Joe Hayden is. Um, I'm sure you learned a couple of things from him. How shocked were you when you saw that the Browns released him and then the division rival Pittsburgh Steelers picked him up? Sure. I, had, I was, I was shocked about where he went. I was, first, yeah. of course I was shocked he got released because Joe, Joe was a, a high caliber player in this league, but Right, and I know, I know, as a player, he probably definitely didn't see it coming. Just for the guy, right. the guy Joe is, you know, Joe, he had injuries last year. I felt like he was doing from what I saw and heard of, he was doing pretty good in the preseason. But that's just really where the business part comes in. You know, you just never know. Um, and the fact right. that he went to, you know, the rival, the Steelers, that's a pretty good team. You know, they're they're most likely they're, they're bound to make the playoffs every year. Um, so I'm, I'm very happy for him. Uh, he, he definitely deserves, you know, many blessings. Um, and I feel like he's going to go into that organization and still play at a high, a high level and just help that secondary out. Absolutely. You know, and something else I, I talked about, um, with a couple of people, um, with Joe Hayden is, you know, back in Cleveland, he had to do a lot. I mean, up until this year's draft, he had to do pretty much everything on that defense. He was the star. He was the guy. And now he goes to the Steelers, and they've got other stars on that defense, you know, and he, that may help him with his injuries to where he doesn't have to try to do everything. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah, he, he he's definitely going to have a lot less on his plate. He's going to be able to just play right. freely, you know, learn his role and not have to worry about things that he had to worry about in previous years because he has those players around him that wants, wants to play like at a Pro Bowl level and have played at a Pro Bowl level. So he has a, a great surrounding cast to where he can just do Joe. Right. Right, absolutely. Um, all right, now to, the, now to the little less serious question here, Tim. Uh, anybody we have come on the show – we ask the same question, right? Right, Big D? Yes, we do. We have to. Um, it means a lot to us that you guys come on the show. It means a lot to us that you take time out of your day to talk to us. I mean, we enjoy talking to you guys. People love hearing, you know, hearing your guys' story. Um, would it be possible to get a uh, Tim Scott jersey for us to have and put it behind us? What we're planning on doing is having several jerseys, framing them, and putting them behind us, putting them in our own little straight football talk 
Hall of Fame kind of deal, interview Hall of Fame. Would you be willing to do that? Oh, yeah. If I could, uh, definitely get my hands on one, I'll definitely give it. Yeah, I'll definitely do that. That would be pretty cool. Appreciate that. Uh, absolutely. We, we like that. we like to give back to the guys that come on our show. We yeah. realize how busy your schedules are. We yeah. realize you guys are out there grinding. We're grinders. Yeah. We're always working. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I've got – I co-host here, but I've got my own show uh, every Friday. And uh, – you know, it's 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 a grind. So we respect that grind, and we wanna we wanna show our appreciation for you guys. Absolutely. This is uh, our way of saying, you know, these guys don't forget about them. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they oh, go yeah. the extra mile. Definitely, yeah. yeah. That's I do appreciate that love. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely nice to have that, especially with the craziness that goes on with this profession. So yeah, I definitely oh. if, when I get my hands on one, I got you. Uh-huh. He's a good man. Hey, that's what we like. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be joining some company. I can tell you that. Yeah, um, we've actually <clears throat> been talking with uh, uh, Jeff Reed, uh, two-time Super Bowl champion kicker. Um, a name you may know, especially being a Giants fan. Later on this month, we'll be talking with um, defensive back Michael Coe from the Giants, who won uh, Super Bowl a couple years back. And you know, another mm-hmm. name you might be familiar with, mm-hmm. Mr. Ron Dixon. Yeah, we had Ron Dixon on the show uh, about a month and a half yes, ago. He did. So, yeah, I mean, we've had a few Giants players on here, and, you know, the more the merrier. I don't we're, mind. We're happy to have anybody on the show Absolutely. that wants to take the time to be here. Yeah. Um, and, of yeah, course, definitely. Tim, the last question is we enjoyed having you on here. Um, we want you to come back. Um, obviously, with you playing on Sundays, we may have to work around that, see if you guys are doing, like, a Monday night game and have you come on uh, on a sun, another Sunday. Yeah. But we want you to come back. You want to come back on here? Oh, yeah, I would love to. Yeah, that awesome. This is, this is fun. Yeah. We, we, and we, we, like I said, we, we want to we keep tabs with you. You keep in oh, contact yeah. with us. You know, if something comes up for you, you got, you got something unique going on, you want to yeah. promote something, you yeah. just let us know, man. We, we'll be happy to help you out. We, we want to show that love. And you, and you gave us your contact information. Yeah. Um, I'll definitely stay in touch with you. I like to stay in touch with everybody that I talk to. I mean, I've, they're, you know, but I, I usually let it go for about a couple of weeks. If I haven't heard back from anybody, then I'll text them and uh, see how everybody's doing. And, you know, just keep me updated, man. We we want to hear back from you. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. I'll, I'll definitely keep you guys in the loop, and, and you'll know firsthand what's going on from my mouth. I love it. Love it, man. Listen, love Sam, it. we're going to let you go. We know you're a busy guy, so thank you for talking to us, and we'll talk. We'll be in touch with you. Thank you. Yeah, y'all have a great day. You too, man. Wow. Love the interview. Guys, love the interview. Um, Tim Scott's a good, genuine – again, we get a lot of genuine guys on here, real players, real people, you know. It's great when we don't get the PR answer. We've had some people come on and give us some PR answers. Right. I don't. I don't. I don't stand for it, Ted. I work around the PR answer. Absolutely. I go for the. I go for the jugular. Um. You know, we actually were supposed to have Rudy Ray's call in, and yeah. he hasn't called in yet. I don't know where he's at today. Uh, let's see here. And he has not messaged me back. So we're going to keep on trucking, Big D. All right. You know, Ted, I want to. I want to return back to what I brought up before sure. with the Bernard Reedy. Go ahead. This is a guy, Ted. And and you, you you'll be shocked at this. Yeah, he's a guy that's tried out multiple times for the Buccaneers, uh, and he went from making eleven dollars an hour. He's going to make twenty seven thousand dollars this year. Mm-hmm. 
Now that's a heck of a shift. He, well, I mean, he's guaranteed twenty-seven grand. Right. Just guaranteed. Uh, but he was working, uh, doing. He was working, transporting uh, wheelchairs mm-hmm. to, uh, to elderly people. Right. Uh, so a guy that uh, clearly has a big heart. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we wish him the best over there in Tampa Bay. It's always good to see a guy whose hard work is rewarded. And, you know, he mentioned uh, in an exclusive with ESPN that he uh, he's tried out multiple times. Uh, he's, he's, he's happy to be a part of their organization. Clearly this is a team uh, – clearly this is a guy with some tenacity. So we wish him the best playing for, for the Buccaneers at wideout dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could, could, we could see his name on Sunday. We could. Very well. Um, Big D, before we end the, the show – we're going to do a little game we haven't done before. Uh-oh. New game. I call it Mono Imano. Oh, Ted. 1v1. 1v1. Oh, no. Come on. Oh, we got some fantasy? We yeah. got some fantasy talk? It, it has to do with fantasy football. That's correct. We, we've been waiting for it. So, let's do it. let's go ahead and start it. I'm going to ask you, and then I'll give you my answer after you give you yours. All right. Mono Imano. Are you going to draft Kelvin Benjamin or Michael Crabtree? Mm. Man. I hate to show my bias, but... It's Grabtree. Go ahead and flip that pad around. Baby, it's Grabtree. You see that? You see that? It's the Grabtree. Listen, I'm, I'm talking the catch, UT, Michael Crabtree. Listen, Grabtree is a machine when it comes to catches. And you know what? He's kind of a more durable receiver, I think, than Calvin. Mm-hmm. Calvin's been injury prone in the past. Mm-hmm. You, know, uh, you know, his tech connections aside, my tech connections aside, uh, he's a more consistent performer. I like mm-hmm. him a little bit more than I like Kelvin. Uh, not a knock on Kelvin because he is a phenomenal athlete. You've mm-hmm. seen him made some very uh, athletic, crazy, yeah. athletic and crazy catches. But you know, because of his athleticism, he he ends up injured a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just like a more consistent performer. Um, I have to agree. I got to go with uh, Mr. Michael Grabtree, um, especially for fantasy and especially in PPR. Um, he gets a lot of cat receptions and he gets a lot of touchdown receptions, especially. So I like that a little bit better. Um, and especially when you look at. Uh, Cam Newton uh, and, and Kelvin we're, just weren't on the same page last year. I got to give the edge to Michael. Yeah. Next one, Tyreek Hill or Demarius Thomas? Dad, I think you know how I feel about this. Go for it. I like Tyreek Hill, and you know why I like Tyreek Hill? Because he's all that Kansas City's got. That's why. Besides Travis. Besides Kelsey. well, Travis Kelsey. But listen, he's the <laughs> only deep threat that they've got. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is the number one guy. Demarius Thomas. Uh, he's on a crowded. You know, he's got he's got some receivers around him. He's mm-hmm. you know, he might not get as many touches. He's got E money right around him. Manuel Sanders. Yeah. You know, for those of you who don't know, we call him Manuel Sanders E money because yeah. he is money in the bank. He is going to get some catches. Right. Uh, yeah, you know what? Go ahead and give him a change. You, you know what? E money. I love you. You're a fantasy monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you know Tyreek Hill, only because. He he doesn't have much competition. He's got to, mm-hmm. he's got to be the guy. Right. Um, you know, I, I, I have to agree with you again. Tyreek Hill here. Demarius Thomas has been injury prone. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders is going to be a factor. Um, I think with Alex Smith, I think the downside with Tyreek Hill is Alex Smith because he's not a yeah. deep thrower. But last year you saw the even the little dink and dunks. Tyreek Hill has the speed to make Y'all the big plays. Yeah. So, Tyreek Hill. Next pick, or next Mono e mono. Oh man, this one's we're going to tight. We're going to tight end. Oh, Zach Ertz or Kyle Rudolph? Mm. God, <clears throat> I mean, on the one hand, Zach Ertz was proven to be a very favorite target by mm-hmm. Carson Wentz, but mm-hmm. on the other hand, Carson Wentz has a lot of weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to say it. I, I got to go with Kyle Rudolph. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's tough, um, but Kyle Rudolph, he's a consistent performer. 
the Minnesota Vikings are not exactly, you know, loaded with weapons mm-hmm. on offense. They've so got stuff. They've got, they've got stuff. Um, they've got stuff, but honestly, Kyle is probably going to touch the ball more. Uh, <coughs> Sam Bradford is probably going to use the safety valve a lot more often than, mm-hmm. than a guy like Carson Wentz. He's not going to be protected as well as Carson Wentz is. I, I like Kyle Rudolph in the head-to-head. Um, in all honesty, I'm happy with either one. Uh, I hate saying it like that because it's mono mono but I'm happy with either guy. But if I absolutely had to choose one, um, yes, Carson Wentz has a lot of weapons. Sam Bradford has a lot of weapons, too. He's got uh, Stephon Diggs. He's got Adam Thielen. Um, they both have a decent will have decent running backs to, you know, hand the ball to and throw to. Um, I've got to say, I think I'm going to go with Zach Ertz. Um, mm. The connection between him and Wentz. I, it is well it, documented. That it's the only returning offensive player. It's true. Uh, starting an offensive player there. from last year. So. Yeah, exactly. Now, next one is tight ends as well, Ooh. but they're both Chargers tight ends. Ooh. Antonio Gates or Hunter Henry? It's Gates, baby. You go Gates. It's Gates, baby. Who has Philip Rivers been throwing to since he's been there? Yeah. Gates, baby, Gates. Uh, I, I like Hunter Henry. He's got a lot of upside, uh, but you got to go with the consistent performer at this point. I think, Gates is going to get the touches. I think. I think for me it's Hunter Henry. Uh, last year he did pretty well. Um, Gates is injury prone. Um, to me, that side is more appealing. I got to go Hunter Henry. Next one. I already know who you're going to pick, but Derek yeah, Carr yeah, or Jameis Winston. Let me tell you something. I didn't draft him for nothing. It's Jameis. All right. <laughs> Famous Jameis. All right. Get your crab legs out. Get You start walking. All right. Derek Carr, he likes to get hurt. He likes to throw interceptions. I don't like that. I like quarterbacks that stay on their feet and don't mm-hmm. throw interceptions. Do you know why? Because they get your points. Mm-hmm. In a PPR league, Jameis Winston. Famous Jameis, baby. He's got a lot of weapons. Mm-hmm. He can get it done. Well, uh, I have to agree with Jameis Winston, uh, except for the simple fact. You know, I don't want Raiders fans trying to chew us out or anything, but uh, I like both of them. I don't care if you chew me out. Bring it. Um, Jameis Winston, to me, though, uh, we're talking fantasy football, guys. We're not yeah. talking about franchise yeah. quarterback here. Yeah. Talking fantasy. Uh, Jameis has the ability to scramble. And he was a beast. And you get more points when they scramble. So, to me, that gives him the edge. He's also got big, big-time weapons, D-Jax, uh, Mike Evans, um, uh, shoot, O.J. Howard for tight end. And he's got a good offensive line. He's got a decent offensive line. The Raiders, they've got a decent offensive line. They've got, obviously, a Mark Cooper, Michael Crabtree. Um, Plus, Ted, Ted, he gets to play two pretty cruddy defenses. In it's true. Four, 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 four games out of the year. Where well, I will say cruddy defense will be the Saints for me. I'm not going to say the Panthers are cruddy. Uh, I'm not going to say they're good, Ted. I'm not going <laughs> to say they're good. I'm, I refuse. So, I'm not buying the hype. Next one. This is a good quarterback matchup. This is hard. Marcus Mariota or Russell Wilson? I already know who I'm picking. So. Let me tell you something. As far as point, listen, this goes back to the franchise versus PPR league. It's Mariota. Mm-hmm. If you don't, if you're not going Mariota in this matchup, I don't know what you're thinking. He has got so many weapons. Mm-hmm. We saw, and I'm just gonna dig into my personal bag of really sad things. Okay. Okay. I saw something terrifying last season, Ted. You know what I saw? What? I saw Marcus Mariota throw all over my Packers, Ted. Mm-hmm. It was bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had like 50-something points, Yeah. and he threw like all kinds of touchdowns. He even ran for like two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. You know what I like, Ted? What? I like it when quarterbacks run for touchdowns, That's Teddy. True. It's true. Um, I might have to agree. Marcus Mariota, Russell Wilson, not taking away anything away from him. He's fantastic. He's a solid quarterback for fantasy football. They both have the ability to scramble. Um, but, again, it comes down to what you said. Marcus Mariota has the weapons. Uh, he's got a, a lot. 
He's got a plethora of weapons. And his defense is going to put him in a lot of positions where he can score points. Well, he's going to say the same thing for Russell. Yeah, same. I mean, that that's the real upside with Russell. If he does have the Legion of Boom, they are going to make interceptions. They are going to make fumbles. They are going to give him more opportunities to score. And something else to consider, too, for Marion and Russell Wilson. Uh, Russell Wilson, running back, uh, the running backs he has to choose from, to use, mm-hmm. um, they're kind of mediocre. Yeah. Even Eddie Lacy. Uh, but Marcus Mariota's got – DeMarco Murray and Derrick Henry's Andrew proven Henry to be pretty well, that. too. Yeah. So, again, Marcus Mariota to me, got to be him. And for Mono Imano, I mean, I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, and next week what we'll be doing is obviously predictions for each game that's going to be going on. Um, then we'll be talking about um, certain matchups, okay? In other words, do you play Aaron Rodgers who's playing against the Seattle Seahawks? Or do you play? No. A, you know. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> you, you let, don't? Me just, let me just cut you guys off. You don't. Okay? <laughs> you don't do that. I love Aaron. But, no, you don't do that. Or do you play, you know, a quarterback that's pl- like Big Ben playing against the Cleveland Browns? You definitely play <laughs> Big Ben against the Browns. So, Listen, and you, you play anybody who's playing the Jets. And you play them twice if you can. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, again, we'll be talking matchups. Yes, Aaron Rodgers is a phenomenal quarterback. Um, this first weekend, though, it may not be the best option for you. So you may need to look around a little yep. bit. Yeah, got to gauge your up, uh, matchups. Oh, also, Ted, yeah. Ted, you know what? Sure. You, don't, you, you know what we didn't do? What? We didn't talk about fantasy running backs, Ted. I want to do some mono mono fantasy running back. Fantasy football running back. Yeah, Ted, we didn't do any of them. And there's a lot of good running backs on the market, Ted. Let me just load up the page here then. Yeah, bring it I up. Guess you, I guess you're right. I guess you did forget the running backs. I don't even know what I was thinking. Yeah, I don't know what you were thinking either. Easy, big D, easy. I don't know what you were thinking. We didn't do defense, which we can we can kind of get away with. But no, I mean, I, I, we'll keep it running backs. But, but I, I do want to see running backs on here. Because that's usually a big score for people. People rely on their running backs to get things done. I know there I'm certainly going to rely on mine, Shaden McCoy. Yeah. I don't want to throw any salt out there. That's actually a great one, now that you say that. Uh, So, mano y mano running backs, let's do LaShawn McCoy versus Melvin Gordon. Ooh. Yeah, that is tough. Uh, Melvin Gordon's ranked number eight, and Lachey's at nine. Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, You know, Shady, he was pretty nasty uh, as far as a fantasy running back class season. He was pretty pretty productive. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing is, Shady is not as – he's not as spry as he used to be, Ted. Mm. Um, so you're going Melvin? But you, no, no, I'm still sticking with Shady. And you know right. why? You know why? Because he's the biggest offensive weapon that the Bills have, arguably. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, they're going to rely on him. When it comes to running backs in a PPR league, you want the guy that's going to touch the ball the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's one thing that you do know. It's that Shady McCoy is probably going to run the ball 20 times a game. Um, I think for me it's Melvin Gordon because uh, the new head coach of the gap, um, the, it's more of a run, run I game. I, I, so, I can see that. And also, yes, you're right, Shady McCoy is the only guy there on the offense, but that's the problem. All they got to do is, you know, stuff him up, and that stops the offense. Well, Having Phillip Rivers as your quarterback and being able to throw to other players. That's true. That, that definitely helps your – that's you know, true, but one thing, one thing I do want to say in defense of uh, Shady McCoy being shut down in the run game is that, uh, well, first off, good luck, because it's not always easy to shut mm-hmm. down Shady. Uh, mm-hmm. And second, he's also proven uh, over the last year that he's also a big, big-time big receiver. Absolutely. Uh, so guys that can catch – when it comes to a running back, you have to look at who else is on the team for sure. But I like guys that are dual threats, guys that can catch the ball well, and run the ball. And I know Melvin can, and uh, but I think Shady's – 
better pick. And if you and and if you're in a PPR league, obviously a catching running back is key. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, but again, I have to go. He's going shady. I'm going Melvin Gordon, guys. Um. I think I got another one here. Oh, you do. I like I like I'm, where this is going. I'm pretty sure. I like where this is going, Ted. Here we go. Projections. Beautiful. So. I'm, I'm going to go with it, yeah. DeMarco Murray or Jay Ajayi? Mm, that is hard. Um, you know what? I'm going to go – this is a really tough matchup because both teams have a lot of weapons. Mm-hmm. They do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know what? I'm going to go with the guy who has proven to be more – who's proven more or less to be reliable. Uh, not He's pretty durable, mm-hmm. too. I'm gonna go with Demarco Murray. Okay, uh, he's very durable. He's a he's a safety valve running back. He's one of those guys that can catch the ball out of the backfield mm-hmm. again, and he's also uh, been very effective in, as far as red zone scoring. I, I like I like Demarco Murray. He's a guy that's gonna get you some touchdowns. I think I think both running backs have question marks, but I think the reason why I'm gonna go with Jay Ajayi oh. is for the simple fact that behind Demarco Murray they've got Derrick Henry, and he did take a couple runs away from him last yeah. year. Didn't do a whole lot because I actually had DeMarco Murray. I actually traded for him, mm-hmm. and um, it worked out well for me. It did. But um, I think this year Derrick Henry might catch on a little more and Maybe. take away more. It, it could so happen. I'm, it I'm, happen. Looking, I'm looking at J.J., but I, it's very slightly. Yeah. Slightly. I, you know, and, and, and like I said, this is a really tough pick for me. Because mm-hmm. J.J., there's no question. If, if he's healthy and he gets the touches, he's going to produce. He, he, he can produce. Right. Uh, so he is a productive back. Uh, that that's difficult. You'd be you. I think you'd be in decent shape with either of those running backs as you know a solid number two running back. I, mm-hmm. I don't think they'd be your number one, but they would make a good number two. Right. Well, listen, guys, we are going to get off of here. Um, again, thank you for all the love and support you give us. We'll see you next week at nine o'clock in the morning. Remember that. Nine a.m. Take care, guys.